to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Fings. And we're back. Episode 122, man. Yeah. And we got a special guest in the building. The powerful, the intelligent, the talented, Cesar Hernandez. Hey. hey. All right, man. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Congratulations on 120... 122. 122. 122. Damn, yeah, that's amazing. Appreciate it. Yeah. Time goes by fast. Yeah. You better yeah. take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Yeah. Second we, guess, right? Yeah. Caesar was our second guest. Yeah, Caesar was our second guest on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We had him on episode 20. That was almost two years ago, folks. That's, That's wow. fucking insane. That man. is insane. Yeah. It's insane. Has some powerful conversations on there, so you could check back. Uh, but I'm sure we're going to have the same shit on this one. So. <laughs> no, this is going to be definitely more fire. For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Right. I upgraded myself. Well, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's All right. cool. um, now, uh, Caesar, uh, since the last time we talked, uh, can you give us a little run through of just some of the things you've that you've been uh, doing or some of the changes that have happened in your personal life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, since last time, last time we spoke, uh, I was, you know, I've been I'm in the industry business. So I was doing that. I'm still doing the uh, like I'll be in movies and um, theater. I mean, I was uh <laughs> Hold on, bro. Can we start over? Oh, no, uh, you're but, good. Yeah, you're what good. Just keep it rolling, man. Just keep it rolling, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're good, man. Yeah. All right. So yeah, just uh, I just been basically to be honest, I just been looking for myself. I hey, felt man. like I felt like before last time we spoke, I was in the transitioning mode, and um. And that's basically what I've been doing this whole time is trying to look for my true, authentic self, who I am, the right. real me, the right. real me. None of this fucking bullshit, um, fucking games and uh, people manipulating. I wouldn't be able to think for myself. 100%. That's what I've been doing since last time we spoke. Mm-hmm. I just been looking and searching for my true self. Mm hmm. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, man. That's that's perfect. And then what's funny too is, is like, especially you're like, you want me to start over? We're gonna keep all that. <laughs> <laughs> this is an organic podcast, yeah. and the thing about it too is, is um, you know, there is no scripts here. Um, we don't have anything to read off of, of so that can make it a little more difficult for the guests because you know a lot of people expect more um, textbook stuff. Yeah, you know, things to read off of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we it's a little different here. Um, but. What I've noticed, what I can say, what I've noticed from Caesar is, you know, just his, uh, I guess his spiritual journey. Uh, mm. You know, he's posting. He has a whole new uh, Instagram page. Was it One Mind? One, one Mind Universe. One Mind Universe, where he basically on these, he gives these. It's like a, a minute or barely mm. over a minute, and it's like a. It's basically these quick lessons, and they and they're thought provoking. They're meant to be thought provoking. So tell us a little bit about that, man. Yeah, so I started this uh, One Mind Universe. Uh, like I as I like I said before, I've been on this journey to just find my true, authentic self, and I just been on, on a mission to find out who that is, who who the real me is. Mm-hmm. And I actually came up with because prior to this, prior to uh, finding out who I was, I didn't even have a concept of besides being a, a physical body. Like I didn't know, I didn't have a concept be after that like besides that i just thought i was a physical body do you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i didn't i didn't I, I didn't know that there is like another side of us like we have our intellect and then we have our spiritual side but growing up i never 
even heard of concepts like that because I thought it was I thought it was just me. Like this is me. Like if somebody was to ask me, "Who are you, Caesar?" I would easily I would say like, uh, "Well, I'm Caesar Hernandez," and then be like, "Well," and then I'll be like, "Well, I'm also Mexican American," or or this is my body, and that's not really who I am. Right. And it took me a while to realize that there's way more to me. Not only me. You too. And right. there's there's so much more to us that we don't know that we've been neglected. 100%. Or, or not necessarily neglected, but um, like we've been, it's almost like we've been being lied to. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like right. we've been manipulating. We've been, we're being manipulated from, from like finding our true selves because we're powerful fucking beings. 100%. Very powerful. 100%. So... What was the question? Well, no. That, I mean, you pretty much answered it. Um, yeah. Just asking what you've been up to. Yeah, what you've been oh, up to. Oh, yeah. When did, when did all this start? Like, when did you... Was there the, an epiphany you had? Was it something you watched? Was it a conversation you know, with someone? I thought... I, I Recently, they asked me the same thing. Uh, when did this start? As a colleague of mine. And I said, you know what? To be honest, I think I've been in this journey my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's just now, I feel like now I know of it consciously before... Like, I didn't know about it, but uh, I couldn't pinpoint one instant where I was like, damn, like, like I know some people can go through, through like a traumatic situation or like a death in the family or, or like what, what's happening right now. This is very traumatic. This is very not, we, should they have, the shit that's happening right now doesn't happen every single day. So people's paradigms, people's way of thinking, it's going to be shifted because it's so fucking different from their daily lives. hundred percent. So, yeah. So, um, I honestly, I, I don't, I, I, I couldn't pinpoint a situation. I think I just been in this journey and, and now I'm like super addicted to f- keep going because now I feel like I'm in control of any situation that comes by as opposed to the situation having control over me. Like mm-hmm. I know that I am in control of whatever comes my way because it's me who's giving it the meaning nothing else the inf- I'm, the information coming in that is completely different than me it is two complete different things but that's what people don't understand they don't understand that there are two complete different things the situation has nothing to do with you you are giving it the meaning Right. I think in order for people to really comprehend that, they have to be on a parallel way of thinking. So I guess I would have to give the spiritual journey uh, for dummies. Um, basically, <laughs> basically, what he's saying is, is that um, we you ever seen that movie Lucy? Mm-mm. I guess I think it was with. Uh, uh, damn it. What's her name? It was a movie where she was only using so much percent of her brain. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Jo- yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So towards at the end of the movie, I don't want to ruin it, but she was able to optimize. Yeah, the movie's been every, out for like yeah, five years. Been, yeah, <laughs> she was able to activate all the 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 energy and activate every freaking neuron in her brain, and she was able to levitate and control like the atmosphere, time, and all yeah, kind of crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So basically, the subliminal messaging to the movie was like, you know utilize every piece of your brain that you can right Mm -hmm. and a lot of us what we do is we don't realize is that we're we're, we have a very trained way of thinking it's because we we mimic and we follow what things are everybody's doing in society right Mm -hmm. in in order to have a very minority thought thought process not minority in a sense of uh you know not uh, blacks and mexicans yeah not 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 (laughs) black and brown people but a minority way of thinking meaning that there are not many 
there are not very many people that think that way. Right. Like if you're the type of person that rather spend hours and hours trying to grow your business instead of watching uh, bullshit TV shows or, you know, uh, trash TV, you rather spend all of your time doing that. A lot of people won't understand it because they, they're not a part of that minority mindset. Mm-hmm. So to in a nutshell, what Caesar is, he's basically embarking on a journey that's a lifelong journey. It's trying to figure yeah. out who you are mm-hmm. and you can't figure out who you are by um basically wasting time more importantly yeah not just being distracted 100 there's there's a lot of distractions uh i'll give you some huge distractions uh fuck forget about fucking tv especially right now do not watch tv 99 percent of it's fucking lies and trash that's not helping you to get to your higher self um i mean if if i understand if if you're not trying to level up then some of this information is not even gonna make sense, but that's yeah, that, yeah. that's cool. But I'm saying if you are trying to level up, we have to be super conscious of what we're watching, yeah. what we're listening to, what we're talking about, yeah. what we're watching on Instagram, what we're reading, because all that it's creating us. That's yes, it it's, is. it's creating us. So we're gonna react based on that information. 100%. On whatever that we're consuming, it's gonna we're gonna react based on that information. And the reason that works, the reason that it works like that, it's because what we're doing with that information, we are downloading it to our subconscious mind. Right. And our subconscious mind, it's what's running the whole show. Your conscious mind only has about three percent. It's controlling your subconscious mind controls everything. Let me give you an example of that. What do I mean by that? I mean, you don't have to think how to digest your food. That is your subconscious mind. Your hair grows automatically. Once you learn how to drive, you go from A to B without even thinking. You can be you could be tying your shoes, listening to the radio, be on the phone and get still get from A to B because your subconscious mind, it's already programmed and that's what you want to program to do good things. It's easy to do, it's easy to program your subconscious, it's not easy. You can program your subconscious mind to do the things you want, but you're gonna have to do it on a conscious level. Because if you don't do it on a conscious level, anything that you're doing, you're, you're downloading information, so it's going into your subconscious mind, and then the, the program, because it's a program, then the program is gonna run without even your conscious awareness. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it Well, here, I have to, you know, simplify it but <laughs> but here's the deal um basically what you're saying is is you could become a product of the things you consume and the people you're around so let's say for example you're trying to do better things in your life and you're around a bunch of people that drink alcohol and gossip all day there is nothing that's going to become of that even the relationship you have with the wife girlfriend whoever if they're a person that doesn't support you in any capacity and you're trying to do something it's going to be hard to move the needle based on the fact that you've allowed a certain amount of energy to infiltrate your life so it's important to block that shit out and you have to start gravitating to things that are going to become a part of your life. So even on Instagram, for example, what I did um, in order to to help push the content forward is I was following a bunch of pages, just nonsense pages, whether it was just some fitness pages or a bunch of fitness chicks that post nothing but booty pics and uh, Instagram models. I, I deleted all mm. of it, all of it. Mm. It was all trash. I deleted all of it because one, it affects the way you look at women for one. I even deleted uh, Tinder and all those day naps. I deleted all of them 
because it it changes the way you look at women or just people in general and it could it's it's destructive so you you get rid of it you're able to have more of an organic relationship with these things speaking of women this is probably one of the biggest things you can do for yourself stop watching porn because porn porn it's fucking programming look the <laughs> okay nobody's gonna no. agree with this oh. <laughs> no porn is fucking poison yeah, literally if you look up what x x x means it that's the what they used to put look up point like remember the little signs of poison remember with yeah, the little skull and the, the skull, yeah. okay that's that sign it's a it's it's a sign to warning you that it's poison. Hence, the, hence the porn XXX. It's letting you know that it's poison. But we, it just goes over our fucking head because we're not aware of it. We want that instant gratification. We want to feel good right now. We want to feel good right now, but we're not paying. The signs are right there. It's fucking killing you. Trust. Don't take my word for it. Go look up how fucking bad it is to watch porn. It is fucking really, really, really bad. It could set unrealistic expectations as well, it, mm-hmm. and it, it could affect, it could affect the way you perceive women as well. And it, depending on what type of things you think you're into, because you watch porn, you can't walk up to average women and be spitting in their face, nah. you know, and, and yeah. coming on them and stuff. And nobody's gonna do that. Well, some people probably do, but you can't be, <laughs> you yeah. can't be doing stuff like that because, like, like you said. Like there's two things could be true. Sometimes uh, porn is a healthy medium for people. And then a lot of times it is destructive because people will have an unrealistic expectation of a sex life or the women that they deal with. Mm-hmm. So two things could be true, but uh, it does make sense. I think uh, but I, go I ahead. was thinking about like when, uh, you know, when we're kids and um, there's maybe some adult content on TV, a rated R movie or right. something like that. And your, your parents would be like, yo, get out of here or, you know, yeah. close your eyes or something like that. Right. Um, that's almost like that same conversation we're having about like consuming stuff because right, essentially right. like that those whatever content you're consuming whether it's TV Instagram or whatever that's essentially raising you so oh, my uh, <laughs> we got the same thing <laughs> but that's essentially raising you so it's it's interesting to me that like we almost lose that idea when we get older. Hundred percent. You know, we're still like you know, as soon as we're able to consume that content, we're just like, oh, let me watch whatever. Let me watch porn. Right. Let me watch, yeah. uh, you know, the R-rated movie. Let me watch reality TV. A little let bit me of rebellion the, in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just to piggyback on that, the reason that happens usually when when we do, let's just say, so when we're small, we're being we're being programmed from our parents, from our from our environment. So the way we grow up. That's or that goes into our subconscious mind. So when we get older, we want to consume. It feels natural to consume the information that we consume when we were kids and, and the information that was around us. So when we see something that is different, we automatically um, just this like dismiss it because we think it's different. But it's not that it's different. It's just that the programming that was when we were kids, it's what's guiding us. One hundred percent. No, that's 100%. That's a good point. It, to, to, to summarize everything you just said is the programming that we can, that we basically grew up in as kids is guiding us when in actuality it could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And you, exactly. have to, you, have to learn how, you have to learn how to unlearn. And that's what the movie The Matrix is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Matrix still confuses a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Basically, in a nutshell, what that movie is saying is that we have to unlearn everything we learn. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what that movie's all about. Yeah. As like, especially as men or just in, in general, there's a lot of things that you unlearn. Like you look at all these extremely toxic rap videos where they sliding credit cards down a chick's butt crack in the fucking video. Mm-hmm. And it's like you get older and it's especially if you have kids or you have a daughter, you like, yo, this is not this is not cool. That's not cool yeah. at all. No, it's not cool at all. And, and the fucked up part is that I feel like the kids are watching, like, let's just, I don't know why Tiger came to mind, but like when they see Tiger with <laughs> five girls shaking their ass, and he's got, he's got all these chains and he's talking about money. Like kids grew up thinking like, yo, that's cool to have like five different women and talking about drugs. And it's, it's, it becomes not, it becomes an identity. Right. It becomes an identity. It's not even like, oh, that was cool. No, 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 no. It's not cool. It, fucking people actually want to grow up to be like that. And it's like, damn, they don't even realize that. Yeah. That not only program, but it's not. It's not real. It's, it's not real. No, yeah, it's not I was, real. I was talking to my brother the other day, and uh, we were just talking about like you know what we want to do as far as goals and buying houses and stuff like that. And I was saying like, um, like I want a big house, and then I, I never really thought about why I wanted a big house, but um, it just dawned on me. I was like, yo, like I I grew up watching MTV Cribs, right? All these rappers and you right. know uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that kind of like that raised me in a sense. Exactly. So you know, subconsciously, yeah. that's why I want you know one of those houses. So and yeah. then when we get it, it we realize <clears throat> like we realize that oh shit. It, it doesn't even feel good. As, yeah. right. It wasn't what I wanted. It yeah. was it yeah. was something else that was telling me that I wanted it. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then I got it and it was like, fuck. I didn't even need that. I didn't even yeah. need that. There was a, this is so weird. Yesterday I was listening to K-Logic's album or his last album came out Friday. And there's a song where there's a. There's you got to put your phone on silent. What happened? It was beeping. It vibrated. It vibrated. God yeah. damn it, man. Put that shit down there. Um. <laughs> anyways, there, there was a. At the end of one of the songs on Logic's new album, there's like a, not a speech, but a conversation from Orson Welles. I'm not sure if you guys know who Orson Welles was. Orson he's, an, Welles. he's an actor. Mm-hmm. An old oh, yeah, school yeah, actor. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Well, so what is it? Citizens Kane? Citizens Kane, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, he was basically stating like, um, any, well, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it was on my story. And he's talking about what people think. And it's basically status. Mm-hmm. And we've become a product of status. It's not just money, but it's status. So mm-hmm. why do you want that shirt? Oh, Michael Jordan was wearing that shirt. Yeah. And then when you get the shirt, you realize that there's no real meaning to mm-hmm. why you even had it. Yeah. So it's that's that's another problem that we have is a mm-hmm. status problem. Like I see guys that, you know, be working jobs and they probably make good money and they they show off like, oh, I got these new shoes or oh, I got this chain. I got this and that. But what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't it's there's literally no value to it. It's basically a liability. Mm-hmm. It's a liability in a sense that it doesn't push you forward um, literally fi- or financially. Mm-hmm. So we are literally living in a world f- where we value a, like liabilities instead of shit that actually moves the needle. Yeah, it's weird, man. I, I'm, I mean, I've been, you know, especially being younger, you kind of. Like we said, we, we're we all growing up on like hip hop and, and, you know, watching our favorite athletes and, you know, especially like the shoes that they're wearing on the court and all these kind of things. Right. And, you know, I was a person that bought pretty much every shoe that I wanted. I remember that. And, was, yeah. and now, like, I probably wear, I just probably have like three shoes in rotation, like exactly. some trucks and some beat up vans and, you know, my Adidas or whatever. Right. But it's like all, like all those shoes that I bought, I probably spent you know, a few hundred dollars or, you know, maybe close to over a thousand dollars or something on shoes throughout the duration of my twenties. 
um, I don't even wear them. Right. Like, they're not even comfortable to me. Like, right. Jordans are too bulky to be like, especially in Bakersfield, it's 100 degrees right now. Right. It's like, I, I, I don't even feel comfortable wearing those bulky shoes. So it's just like. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, the comfort is, has, takes on a new meaning because it may not be comfort from a literal, like a literal sense, but the comfort comes from people seeing you wear these shoes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm comfortable with the perception that I'm receiving from people. Yeah, both of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Instead of actually these shits is hurting my fucking feet, Mm -hmm. but I care more about how people see me. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're all guilty of it or have been guilty of it. Like at 35 years old, I don't, it's comfort over fashion. If right now I'm wearing Uh, some cutoff sweats, a plain black t-shirts and and some flip flops. mm -hmm. That's what I have on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When I walked out the house, I didn't give a fuck what people thought about me, but I have not always been that person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to act like I was. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I wasn't always that person either. But yeah. now that I don't identify myself with almost any identity, I, right. I don't care what people think about me because right. I know that's not, th- your perception of me has nothing to do with the person I am. A hundred percent. So I don't I don't care about. And I don't care about fashion. I don't care the way people perceive me. I just, I want to be as authentic to myself. 100%. And I don't give a shit about what people think about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I think that being being that we're human, I think that two things could be true. I think we could not give a fuck how people think about us, but we also do at the same time. And the reason why we also do is because we're still fighting off the person that cared. Yeah. Even oh, though yeah. you move on and you develop this new, My, I guess, this, this thicker new, skin. Yeah. You still are human. Underneath. 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 A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 I agree I think, with that. But I also think even acknowledging that you don't care mm-hmm. means that you care like a yeah. fraction. A fraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because cause that seems like you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's out so, of sight, yeah. out of mind, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a person that just doesn't ever really like acknowledge certain things there's things that all of us probably don't acknowledge because we genuinely don't care about it Mm -hmm. like i mean we genuinely don't and and it never crosses our mind that's when you like genuine like you genuinely don't care Mm -hmm. but i think if you're in the process of training yourself not to care about things that's going to take time i think by the time we get in our 40s we're really not going to give a fuck i'm gonna be old yeah we're not gonna give a fuck at all i'm gonna be like oh man i'm not wearing pants damn it (laughs) (laughs) Do do, do do you think that comes with age I know. I think it just comes with. I think we're creatures of habit. Yeah. So whatever, oh, yeah. whatever, th- whatever uh, habits you you create over time, they become like law within yourself. Mm. So habitually, you start to grow into these things rather than like just boom, they happen in five years, four mm-hmm. years. You know, it just takes time. Yeah. All right. Uh, switching gears. Switching uh, gears. Freaking, uh, oh, uh, Keith had showed me this article right before the podcast. It was about doctors with unprofessional behavior, uh, in quote. Um, tell us a little bit about, about that, Keith, because you had brought it up. Yeah, basically, there was this, uh, this article, I think it was on the Insider or Insider.com. Uh-huh. And basically, they did this study to show that um, certain people searching for doctors or going to different doctors' offices would... Um, pick their doctor or their practice or whatever based on the personal lives of some of these doctors. And they said, you know, and the thing that if they deemed a doctor or yeah, if they deemed a doctor unprofessional, they would be less likely to go to that, to that space. So what they would do, they would just scour through the, um, these different doctors, social medias and stuff like that. They'll search their name. And then if they seen them drinking or, you know, in a bikini on a beach or tattoos or cussing or something like that, they would probably pick another 
Mm. Uh, they would probably go to another another doctor. And what happened with that is that that this article came out and there was a lot of people and not, not the majority of them. Some, some of them were already like posting these things, but some of them kind of like doubled down on this, basically right. saying like, you know, me being a doctor, um, you know, me having the ability to do, you know, brain surgery or, you know, whatever kind of, right. you know, things that they do has no like me being in a bikini has no effect on that or me drinking or me um, right. having tattoos or cussing or whatever that has no effect on my ability as a doctor. So, right. I think that has a lot more. It has a lot more to do with us as people that yeah. we have this unrealistic expectation of people who are people just like us. And I think we pick and choose when I have like this, you know, this moral high ground. Because why is it that, you know, they've psychoanalyzed these freaking doctors and what they do <laughs> on Instagram or on social media? But we have a president that calls people sons of bitches. So the person with the highest seat in the world can do things like this and we still can say he's presidential and he's professional and we trust him mm -hmm. yet a doctor you're holding a doctor higher than the highest seat in the in the united states mm -hmm. or the highest seat in the world so it's just people not keeping the same energy that's mm -hmm. the problem not to mention just because your doctor is great and they say hi to your kids and they've been a doctor and 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 they're respectful this and that I almost knocked the court out the wall <laughs> we good we good yeah yes. okay cool fuck uh, anyways just because you, you know you have a great doctor he's a family doctor this that and the third doesn't mean he's not going to vegas and uh paying for prostitutes when he goes out there okay <laughs> and just because you're your woman doctor whoever she is she's really nice she's cool doesn't mean she's not in the fucking kinky sex stuff yeah, they are human beings and they may do a job great, but it doesn't mean that they have they wa have to walk this certain line when they leave that job. Yeah, that ain't you know, it's it's just stupid to mm. even make these type of like implications about somebody. When Speaking of that, there's the one we so there's this girl that posted something as a like rebuttal to this. And mm -hmm. she she went through a whole spiel about her. You know, I am a doctor, but I'm also this kind of thing. Right. right. And one of the quotes that she said is I am very sexually active. And she put very the only thing that's capitalized on this whole thing is the word very. Um, right. But her name is the kinky mad girl. I mean, she's fucking leaning into she's it now. Doing she's doing too much. Yeah. She's doubling down on it. I think that when you do that, that's not that's not genuine. Yeah. I think yeah. that based on the fact that you know, you know that you know the people have tried to pull you apart. Now you're you're pushing back. When in actuality, that, that same perception of her not caring, but she actually she cares. actually yeah. gives a yeah. fuck. She's pushing back on it. Mm -hmm. If 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 you see me doing something like, well, I don't trust you guys' podcast because I seen you doing this. I'd be like, okay, uh, have a nice day. Yeah, that's much. That's as much as because it doesn't matter what I say from that point. Your perception is going to be your perception. My yeah. job is not to change that. Yeah, you know, d stay consistent. Yeah, just just do what the fuck, do whatever, feel however you want to feel about me. But yeah. I'm going to live my life, man. Also, social media is not that important. No, especially mm. for a doctor, like no, you know, or just make your thing private. Exactly. Yeah. But you yeah. have it public too because you double down on yeah. it. You want to be known as the Kiki Meg girl that that <laughs> that that, that posts twerk videos, <laughs> and you got your titties out talking about I'm the Kinky Meg girl. <laughs> okay, good for you, man. <laughs> Whatever. That's funny. Um. Yeah, that's pretty wild. How people can perceive you one way and not even know who you are. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. We need to change the mindset when it comes to looking at someone and making these assumptions and that individual might not be anything like the way we think of them right it yeah. could be that person could be a 
genuine individual doing all kinds of good things mm-hmm. and right. we see something online and we we judge them based on that a hundred percent you said something right now at the end that really really rang true is that imagine this right imagine a person that doesn't post they might post maybe two times in a whole year mm-hmm. right and let's say that they're um, a person with a big platform and then somebody posts on there like, you don't do anything for the children. You don't do anything for these hospitals. You don't do anything to push forward social justice for your platform, whatever the case. Right. But they're doing these things actively and they just don't post about them. Yeah. So your perception of that person is that they don't do anything and they need to do something. But you're you're treating social media like it's the Bible <laughs> instead of just you. Instead of just a place where people post fucking photos. Yeah. That is yeah. so stupid. They're only sharing. I think most people don't realize that people only share what they want to share. Right. You know, they have a whole life outside of. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't think I don't know how I don't think anyone is just completely transparent. Like no. you would have no. to carry around a camera or post every single second of your day in order uh, to be like that transparent. Because I don't even think people are transparent in real life yeah Fuck so, so how could they yeah. how could they possibly be transparent <laughs> online mm-hmm. i mean this is this is adding another filter to reality it's yeah like right they're, they're they're being fake as fucking <laughs> in real life now yeah. on, not on social media it's taking it to a whole different level times 10 yeah but but the, the cool thing about social media i feel like you can still get a sense of like a sense of the the individual you yeah. I mean? Yes. You you understand you you understand their headspace. You understand right. where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think social media is a production though, because you you think yeah. of, if you think about what what happens in like you know in the TV world or if you're doing a, a short film or whatever you know you're it's an action and then there's a cut and then that's whatever is in between action and cut is going to be seen on the screen True. screen eventually and you control so, it. Yeah. So the same thing with social media. If there's somebody I've seen people. Um, doing like a, even a YouTube video or, you know, a post on, on their story or on their timeline or whatever. And they'll do it. They'll be like, hey, what's up, guys? And then they screw up a word. And then they're like, they do it over. It's like, hey, what's up, guys? So, or the energy was right. off or whatever. But just knowing that, like, knows that it, a fraction of the authenticity is gone. Because True. Because yeah. you're like, you know, it's a production value True. to it. Why do you think when we started this podcast and 100%. then... 100%. Huh? Yeah. Were you going to say about the, the beginning of this one? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I felt like, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, good. So yeah. That okay. is One Mind Universe page, man. That's yeah. that One Mind Universe. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, we're going to keep all this. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we I've listened to podcasts and there's so many cuts. Like, they cut to one conversation. Then it feels like they edited that. They edited oh, this. Man. They edited that. And it's like, no. Speaking of that. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Uh. no, I was just going to say, like, it just, it takes away a certain amount of uh, uh, it takes away the organic listening experience because now you know somebody is up there controlling the conversation with the with the, the editing. Mm-hmm. When 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 Keith because Keith does the editing, so when Keith edits it, he's editing something different. He's not editing the conversation. He's just editing, you know, putting in the intro or whatever else. But the whole mm-hmm. conversation is one full conversation. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I like about this because I remember when I first moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about the film industry. Mm. And I went to my first set. It was fucking mind-blowing the way they did it. Mm. Now it's 
I mean, it's like nothing. I know how it works. It's no big deal. But when I first, every, like the whole set, everything's fake. Everything. Everything's yeah. fake. Everything. Yeah. I mean, the, the actors crying, fake. The, I mean, the, the food that they're eating, fake. Yeah. I mean, the house, uh, it's just so bananas. They don't even have a wall. There's a whole wall yeah, missing. A, and not only that, there's like 50, 60 people behind behind the camera. And you're like, damn. It's, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. And people consume hot or consume information like this and they take it as real. And it's like, mm, if they knew. Yeah. Far from the truth. Yeah. yeah. 100%, man. Yeah. Or even like relationships on screen, you know? You, you see this like... Even like oh, in a sitcom, yeah. the mom and dad are like loving and stuff, and then after cut, they're like they hate each other. They just yeah, go there and the worst. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, but they play it off pretty good. Yeah, though. the art of acting. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Aren't we all actors though? Low key, low key. Oh, oh yeah. To a certain yeah. degree. We're all, a certain degree. Even we're if playing a role. One hundred percent. Even if you claim to not be, yeah. and you, you 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 pride yourself on being a genuine person, how many people are the ones that are genu- genuinely going to pull somebody to the side and tell them the truth about themselves? There's not mm-hmm. a lot of people. We mm-hmm. tend to tell these little white lies, like, "Oh, babe, do I look fat in this dress?" No. And you'd be like, "No, nah, you look fine." When in actuality, you gained seventy pounds. <laughs> but I can't tell you that because that's going to hurt yeah. you. It's going to hurt your fucking feelings. So what does that make me? I'm being an actor at that point. Yeah. You got to because I'm lying. Yeah. But it, it, it's a this a double it's a double sided thing because you're putting me in a position to lie to you. Yeah. So you're acting too, right? Mm-hmm. You're acting like what's going on with you isn't real, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> acting like I'm not. You know, I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you what you want to hear. So it's a fucking it's it's, it's fabricated. Yeah, we got to start getting away from that. But what sucks is you can't can't. because there is probably about three people you could do that with in your whole life. Yeah, you can't even do that with your wife or your girlfriend. They will fucking lose it. Mm -hmm. You cannot do it. You can't. And, And what's funny is, is we live in a world where people will have those expectations of you. Because other people have done the same thing. They know it's fake in their subconscious. They know it. They know it's acting, but they want that. Um, they want to be reaffirmed, even if, even if it ain't true. But yeah, I, I think even if we know, or maybe we don't know that we're playing a part. I think that we have to play that part to evolve from that part. Like, like mm. you know what I mean? Like, mm. let me give you an example. Like when I was out there, I first started doing extra work, and it was just a time period, and it was getting me ready for my next stage. Got and it. And we're just like leveling up, like. Yeah, we might not know on a conscious level, like, okay, this person is playing a role right now, whatever he's trying to portray. But the thing is that he's just, I feel like it's just, it's a transitioning period. Got you. Got you. You know? 100%. We have to go through that to go to the next one and... Mm-hmm. It's just levels to this shit. No, you're right. Because even here's the thing: even if you're in that situation and you haven't transitioned yet, you've already made that transition mentally mm-hmm. to where you know, like, hey, this ain't my cup of tea, but I'm transitioning right. from this. Right. So when I get to that next level, okay, yeah, well, I can see where the bullshit is here, but I already know subconsciously this is not it. So let me move to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But you're pretty much just a part of it for that moment. Right. But you realize it's a moment. You're just enjoying the ride. Right. It's a, it is a moment. This whole experience is just a moment. But Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> where are we going? Where, Eddie, where are you going? Where are you going? Where uh, do you see yourself in like five years, bro? Honestly, I've told Keith this. I've said I, I see myself to be very successful. Hell yeah. I, and meaning, and, and my thing is I don't like to always tell people that because that's something I set for myself. You know, within the next five or so years, I, I plan on being a millionaire. Easy. But but my thing is, is for me to tell people that 
They're going to go, so how are you going to do it? What are you going to do? And they automatically are going to doubt me. And I don't even want your negative energy on me. So I don't even want to fucking tell you. You just have to be, you just have to be cautious of who you tell it. A hundred percent. You tell me, I know you are. Right. Because we, we couldn't be having this conversation if we weren't going that direction. There you go. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. We talked about that, uh, that those wavelengths last time. Right. A hundred percent. Somebody is out there talking about Jordans. You know where that person's going. Yeah. But somebody's talking about, yo, in the next five years, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to have this. I'm going to be having going this. That person's in a different energy, different yeah. wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you could tell when it's genuine, too. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations with people say, I want to be successful, man. I want to do this. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you? And then you just say, hey, so what are you, what yeah. are you doing? How are you going to yeah. push that forward? Are you gonna, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what's funny, too? Is I've had conversation even when we had Todd on here after we got done we had like a, a, a you know a post production conversation and I was like yeah well I bought that he's like yeah I bought that one too I know what that is well did you get the one that's seven inches or the one that's twelve oh I had the one by twelve so even though I didn't know he knew what I knew when I start talking he knew what I was talking about you start speaking the same language of people even mm-hmm. if you're not in the same industry mm-hmm. yeah. because you all have a parallel way of thinking yeah and that way is yeah. up. Uh, yeah. growth you yeah. can tell pretty quick you know that everyone has a dream right um you know everyone has these, these goals and aspirations but you can tell pretty quickly you know based on a few a few questions how serious how serious they are about right. you know what they want to do yeah. yeah so what about you keith what do i want to do yeah what do you see yourself um, in five years I want to be directing films, and I am going to be directing films. Yeah. there you go. We right. got it. When we speak in and about our goals, we have to talk in present tense. One hundred percent. Boom, it's done. Right. Because in reality, this is going to be a big thought right here. In reality, it's done. Yeah. Oh wow. Have it, you? It's done. That's have true. you ever? Now so, it's just. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I want to. I didn't want to cut yeah. you off, but it's something along those lines. Like, have you? So my, I had an acting class in college. And um, basically in this this class, we were told to um, tell a story. And that was like our homework assignment. And then like, so one was like a just an improv. He gave us like 10 minutes to think about something and then just go spill it. And then the next time it was like, go home, think about something and then come back the next week. So what, what happened was a lot of the students were telling it in past tense. So they were saying like, yeah, you know, the the person threw something at me and then um, I caught it. And, you know, so they're just telling the story in past tense. And he was like, no, that's not how you do it. It's like, you have to tell it like you're in it. In it. And then that's how you like really feel it. So that's kind of like comparable to like what you were saying. 100%. It's It's gotta be now because what's happening, reality is done. It's the time is, it's a construct of mankind's uh, idea. Mm -hmm. Because time doesn't really exist. It's just, we we made that shit as man made. But time real shit it's already done so right. we're just have to go through the journey and experience it 100 so percent. the best way to live out your dream is to act like it already happened it already did it's done yeah so yeah. that's what i try to do i try to live my life mm-hmm. with the end result now yeah that makes sense that's a great <laughs> point that's a great point and, and in certain things like for example, like just the type of relationships that I have with people, the things that I'm doing, I'm cognizant and I'm careful about how I move because I'm like, yo, when I am successful, then I don't want somebody coming back saying, well, Eddie didn't do this. Eddie didn't do yeah. that. So I'm putting pieces in certain places. So when I get there, you can't say Eddie didn't do this or Eddie said this because no. So I'm basically prepping myself for when I become successful. 
Yeah. And you and you have to be a little bit crazy to think that way because society is going to yeah. say, oh, well, I mean, be realistic. You you need to fuck being realistic because you're going to we're all going to die. All of yeah. us. We're all going to die. So by the time we die, I, I thought we talked about this before the podcast. But imagine if there's any level of consciousness after you die, you're going to have so much regret because you allowed everyone else to tell you to be realistic. Be realistic. I mean, you should just do this. And, you know, if you if you do this, then you could just go here and do that. And you could get, do this and get a 401k. I don't want to just do life. I don't want to pick a fence and a dog and a fucking house. I want my life the way that I want it. And I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do what what you think works. That's not the way life works. Because I've watched two dudes that I respect that are the same age as me that died. 34 Damn. years old. Died. I went to both funerals. And I cried my eyes out and I cried for two reasons. I cried because these are two men that I respected. We were the same age. But I also cried knowing that this shit can end for me tomorrow. And what the fuck would I do and what would I leave behind? What would my legacy be if it was over? Would I be proud of myself? Mm. People don't realize that there's a time clock on them. Yeah. I mean. It's already been determined. Yeah, it's been determined. But once they realize that time it's not only so precious, but we only have a certain amount of time. They wouldn't be fucking. This is what I was talking about. They wouldn't be wasting time watching right. porn or or uh, mm-hmm. or watching these shows that are not doing anything for them because we all came here to for a purpose. We all have a purpose. Right. We all came here for that. And if we don't, I feel me. This is my personal opinion. Now, if we don't, if we don't accomplish that, because. We're going to come back. I, I believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you don't accomplish your mission, you're going to come back. And where we're going, I think, is better than here. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know where that is. Might have to talk to Elon. But I know. I'll... <laughs> yeah, I will say this, though, man. Um, yeah, we don't always know the exact time or the destination. <clears throat> we just have to be... Um, we have to do things, uh, be a forward thinker, try to put things in action, because at the end of the day, we don't know. Like, we don't know. This this stemmed off of uh, the conversation earlier with the doctors. I don't know how I got here, but I guess it was a subtopic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that that's pretty much it on that. Uh, to, to bring it all in, the conversation earlier about the unprofessional behavior of the doctors, we just need to stop expecting more from people. Uh, than we even expect from ourselves. It's okay for a doctor to have her titties out. Yeah, that's cool. Somebody gonna like those titties, <laughs> and, and you and you should not judge them. Okay. All right, switching gears. Um, switching gears. In regards to um, social media, um, how would you feel if you didn't post an action or uh, your your relationship or an action such as feeding the homeless? And the reason why I pose this question is because I'm not chastising people who do it, um, but the problem with it is if you feel differently because it's not happening, what does what does that really say? If you are a person that takes a picture of a homeless person every time you give them a fucking sandwich. Right. Imagine if you gave someone a sandwich and you didn't take a picture of it. Would you feel like that action was any less valid? Mm-hmm. Right. It's no less valid than you not doing it. It's the fact that what people don't admit is they do it for credit. Yeah. We are victims of, we are, we are victims of credit. We always want credit for something, even when it doesn't cause for it. They do it for their ego. Yeah. It's an ego. Just boosting their ego. Yeah. Um, 
Do it for because you really care about the person. Right. Not because you fucking want to boast on Instagram that you're feeding somebody. Do it out of your the kind of your heart because yeah. you genuinely feel like, God damn, you know what? I can have whatever the fuck I want to eat, yet this guy doesn't have a meal. There you go. Come on, man. Let's 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 get it. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really strange. And you know the thing in regards to. Uh, the relationship thing, I think it's fine. If you love somebody and you care about them and you post them, that's great. You know, um, relationships, marriages, all that stuff's good. But if you were a person that never posted you were in a relationship or married, does that take away from your relationship? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Does it mm. take away? What does that really do for the relationship? Yeah. It's, okay. ju- it's just the fact that we've bought into, we've, we've made platforms more important than what's really going on yeah. or the inner workings of it. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I don't know. I think, um, I think a lot of us have like this unhealthy relationship with social media. Exactly. Oh yeah. Um, because I see a lot of people posting like them. Well, there's like people that start to feel like they're almost like obsessed with their partner. Yeah. Like they be posting them. Yeah. And like posting much. them while he sleep, posting them while he's, yeah. Know, taking a shower like it's just like all the like the stuff that is not even like for social media no, like, exactly. like if you're at you know if you're at like a little event or you guys went to the beach right. or something that's fine. Or some shit. Yeah. but you start seeing like just the strangest things and you, yeah. you realize that's like because people have this unhealthy relationship with social media and yeah. then you know people go through this whole gamut of like all this stuff, they do all those weird, quirky things, like you right. know, <laughs> posting their boyfriend tying his shoes and stuff like that, and then they break up, and then right, and then they just replace that person with another person, and it's just right. like, and then we it? don't know what happened. We we're <laughs> we don't find out what happened. They never posted, huh? Yeah, they just kind of no move on, and it's like, oh, then what happened? That guy. Yeah, and yeah, you're just kind of repeating the cycle somewhere mm-hmm. else, and yeah. and the thing about it is, is here's the number one thing you shouldn't, especially. If, if, we're, if we're staying on par with the relationships is that posting and putting a bunch of stuff with someone like you don't really know that person yet. If you just met them, you don't know them that great. Yeah. So it's important to not do that. Like if you're not, it's people that post each other. They're not even comfortable farting yet. <laughs> you ain't even made it towards the, you ain't even made it past the farting stage and you want to post all these fucking photos. Yeah. I don't like, no, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. What do you think that is? It's just people's identities that they're not. They're not comfortable. It's that people want others to believe that they have a life. Yeah. That's all it is. It's like, I have a life. I have a love life. You know, I have a girlfriend. I have a boyfriend, whatever. I think when you're more, um, when you're more stuck on living life instead of trying to prove you have one, Uh. then the way that you move in every plat, like whether regardless of what platform or in life, they kind of meet in the middle. Like, like if you're a guy that, you know, you, you do good things, but you don't feel the need to tell everybody mm-hmm. or you have a relationship, you're happy in a relationship, but you don't got to post every five minutes about it. That kind of bleeds in everything you do. But when you're a person that that you make things bigger than what they are, like, for example, you work in a job, but you always got gold chains on and new shoes <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you got your girl. Yeah, my girl, the thickest girl in Bakersfield. And then it's just like it carries the over. Thickest girl in Bakersfield. We've all seen these fucking people, dude. We've all seen these people that make their situation bigger than what they what, what it really is. Mm-hmm. What would you say the mind? I don't know why this came to mind, but. Because there's a certain mindset in Bakersfield. Right. What What do you think? Um, what is the mindset? Is, why, why do you think it is like the way it is and just like in Bakersfield? I don't know. Hey, I'm important. 
That's the mindset. That's the mindset? Hey, I'm important. Look at me. That's the perception. That's all it is. It's very simple. Hey, I'm important. I want to look like I'm important because I'm, I, I feel like I'm insignificant. So let me put this out into the world to make you believe I'm important. That's pretty much how I see it. I, w- I would I'd be curious to see like those people that act that way. Mm-hmm. Um, who are they following? Yeah. A hundred percent. Who are they following? That person that is consistently posting her boyfriend doing weird stuff. <laughs> is she following whomever that, right. that does the same thing? What, yeah. What he's saying basically is you could become a product. We were going back into what we talked about earlier. <clears throat> you could become a product of what you consume. So yeah. if you constantly consume a bunch of fitness models all day or you constantly consume a bunch of uh people having dysfunctional relationships or reality TV show stars, some of the things you do can start aligning with the shit you see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that they don't even know. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's just it because you're being programmed for when you're consuming that you, you are becoming one with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh shit. They, they don't even realize like, Oh, sh-. that's why like, I feel like criminals when they go back out, they go back in because they already programmed themselves like, oh, this is my reality. Being yeah. inside is my reality. Yeah, true. Being out here is like, it's like, oh no, I, I, this is what this is different or whatever. Hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. Damn. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> but it's that's we need to be careful what we yeah what we consume. What we consume not only mm-hmm. content but food too, man. Yeah, it's wild what like some of these products have. Oh mm-hmm. fuck yeah! Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be cognizant of what you consume, because at the end of the day, we all like a lot of us dulge in some bullshit. Like before I came here, I had El Pollo Loco and it was really good, actually. But the thing is, I do I do realize is that it's high. It's pretty high in sodium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything is not made as fresh as it should, it should be. I think Keith had like a cheeseburger before we started. Some, <laughs> some chicken nuggets. Chicken or something. nuggets. There, there's like, the, the, there's no such thing as nuggets that come out of chickens, you know? Yeah. You know, so it's <laughs> only nuggets is on one mind universe. One, one. <laughs> there you go. Do <laughs> you know what I mean by one mind universe? Yeah. What is that? Is that we are one? We're all one. Let's the best, the best way to explain this is this, is this way is that. The sun that comes out here in Bakersfield is the exact same sun that comes out in Santa Monica. Right. But it's the 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 temperature is different, mm-hmm. but it's the same sun. Mm. So what I what I'm when I'm saying one mind universe, I'm saying that we are all from the same source, mm-hmm. but just different expressions of it. But mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's right. the same thing. It's just like like he's at the top and then we're all just like the I mean, you like sons, daughters, or but it were a byproduct of one mind, one source. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an awesome way of that's, explaining. That, that's it. the way I, I. That's cool. I look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just when you were saying that, I was thinking about like you know, because I, I sometimes I go out to San Diego to get loads mm. um, for work. And like I'll leave Bakersfield and it's fucking hot as fuck, and I go to San Diego <laughs> and it's only seventy three degrees. I'll be like, "What the fuck yeah. is going yeah. on there?" And so it's like, yeah, that one mind, one universe thing really started. I started thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I want my mind to be somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, talking about somewhere else. I think that that's important to get closer to our dreams because we can be, we can physically be here, but our mind could be somewhere else, anywhere. Yeah. So. What I do is I try to be where I want to be now. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that way I can attract it yeah. or get it closer to me and it'll feel more um, like more, more, it'll just come faster to me because yeah. it'll be more, um, 
more tangible, tangible. No, not tangible, but more. Uh, I, it's more relatable, right? Yeah, because it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like I'm taking a big step. It's just it'll be like okay, I I know right. what this feels like. I know I've been here before. One hundred percent. So as opposed to be like, damn, how would it feel to be a millionaire? Fuck that. We cannot wait to to become a millionaire to feel how to we're gonna be a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta we gotta fucking feel it now mm-hmm. and attract it to us because if we wait to become a millionaire to feel the feeling. Fuck, we're, we're gonna wait forever. That's yeah. a good point. So it's like we have to start feeling it now. The higher, re- that's why I feel like honestly, I'm getting out the direction that I feel that I'm going is that I don't need anything. I am everything. I'm, I attract to me. I don't have to go out and get anything. I attract it to me based on that logic. Yeah. Where mm. I feel like I'm already everything. Whatever I want to, whatever I choose, whatever I want to experience to be an entrepreneur, a millionaire, a traveler, whatever, I, I need to start acting to it like it now and then it'll come to me. 100%. It's just creating new habits. Like I mentioned earlier, we're creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So if you're a person that you aspire to be something, you need to start walking in that yep. world. You really exactly. don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. some of the things that I catch myself doing, and it's it's almost like you start to, de- you, 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 you work hard to do these things, but you also have to fight against imposter syndrome because you start getting in rooms and places with people, you'd be like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this yeah. or I don't think this is this. And you got to kick that shit to the yep. back. Yep. <laughs> you got to kick it to the back because some of the things I'm doing, I'm not going to really get into detail, but. Some of the things I'm doing, I had extreme imposter syndrome. I'm like, I mean, I'm 35. I'm a truck driver. I don't know about this. I mean, why? And then I'm like, hold on. That's the reason why I should upgrade my situation. Yeah. yeah. So I could change that perception of myself. It's, it's crazy. You could work as hard as you can, but it's almost like not only society, but just the societal norms. They keep trying to draw you back in. Mm-hmm. You got to push yourself out of that whole mindset, man. It is, Hell yeah. it is not easy. Mm-hmm. It is not, but it, it's necessary. Necessary and worth it. 100%. Otherwise, how else are we going to experience anything else? Right. And I think that's important to know that that whatever we want is missing because now at least we have a direction because some people don't even fucking know where they're at. So right. there, there's no direction where to go. But at least if you know, okay, you know what? I'm uncomfortable here. I don't like this. It gives you sort of like a sense of direction. Okay, I'm gonna go start. I'm gonna start going this direction. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we had mentioned a long time ago uh, on the old on the old episode. I could be wrong. Where I said, if you hate your job, good. If you hate it, good. Then you know something needs to fucking change. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If you go to work every morning, you're like, I don't. Okay, ask yourself this. I've said this before. Whatever, whatever you do, wherever you work, say, Hey, can I do this till I retire? Mm. If the answer is mm. no, you better fucking do something now. Now urgently like do it now i don't know what the fuck your what your passion is i don't care what it is find out what it is and it's gonna happen it may not happen you might be in your mid-20s early 20s you don't know what it is you might not figure it out till you're almost 30 but i hope and pray you do because whatever the fuck you're doing if you hate it that is torture that is like being that's like being locked up without being like physically locked up yeah Yeah. it's no different than somebody being having a life sentence in prison Mm-hmm. You've you've you have a life sentence in a world that is not what you want it to be. You know what's interesting is that I read the other day where it says that most people are in a prison, but they don't even know they're in a prison. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, uh, it's fucked up, man. So it's, it's time to fucking wake up. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Okay, that sounds like a guitar. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I was like, damn, what's the timer? <laughs> so I keep does it all, man. <laughs> Playing goddamn guitar on a podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but that look, uh, to make it to draw it all back in, uh, we were basically uh, speaking about, you know, how would you feel if you didn't uh, post these things? Would it be any less significant to you? And then we start drawing in all these other reasons why these things could be happening. You know, it, you know, uh, you know, not having a sense of direction, which is not saying this is all uh, true towards every person. There are some people that just look at societal norms and feel like that's something they should do. One yeah. one other thing, I think people are like they are um, subconsciously like overcompensating for True. the reality of oh, their yeah. relationship. True. Like, it, you know, you could just have, you know, maybe got done arguing yeah. or, you know, you maybe you're cheating on your partner. Right. Right. And you just want to like keep posting it almost as reassurance. Like, hey, everything is good. good, especially yeah. for, you know, their partner. If they don't mm-hmm. know yet, they're just True. They don't know yet. I've seen it. I've seen I've seen uh, married people. Where every single week this guy uh, was making his wife his Woman Crush Wednesday, or yeah, every week Woman Crush Wednesday, every Wednesday. I'm thinking yeah. like, okay, now here's the thing: if your wife understands how you feel, great. But proving that every week to social media does nothing mm-hmm. for your current situation, mm-hmm. and they ended up getting a divorce. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, dude, that was that, probably a red flag. Yeah, it was a, it was a red flag. Like you yeah. have to keep on reassuring people from the outside of what's going on you know how you you know how you avoid people from the outside like looking at your relationship stop making it so public yeah that's between two people the only thing i have anyone to prove something to is whoever my wife or my girlfriend is i don't have anything to prove to anybody because i don't need you looking at my situation and yours is fucked up you can't help me Mm-hmm. You need to help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. But you know about that is that most people don't know who they are. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, how can they even help other people when they don't know that who they are? <laughs> you mean they don't know themselves? Yeah, they don't yeah. know. Them. Yeah. A lot of people don't know who they are. So they're playing like a program. Like going back to what we're saying, you, right. you know, they, they, they think they're what they watch on TV or what they, what they hear on the radio. They think right. they're that, but. They're far from that. Yeah, they have an amplified perception of themselves that's not even real. Mm-hmm. It's like you are literally a reality TV show star that has, uh, you know, the script and everything. And your phone is allowing you to play this role. Mm-hmm. And it ain't good because you do a bad job at it. Like I've, <laughs> We've been around enough people. Right. First of all, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but I've been around enough people in my life to kind of have an idea who's genuine and who's not. You kind of yeah. can tell through. It's kind of weird. It's just, it's just, it's weird. It's, sometimes it takes a minute, but mm-hmm. you know, right. you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You see the inadequacies of people when something doesn't seem like it's organic. And, you, and then I'll just be like, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> I know you're full of fucking shit. Oh, you have a podcast? Okay. Okay. Oh, well, you have, you've been doing it for four years? Okay, cool. You have two episodes. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. You want to make it big. Okay. But you know what's crazy is that. They don't know that. No. They're like, yeah, they genuinely think they got a podcast going on. Yeah. Or, but no one's like, we have to start being real with ourselves. Uh, it's, yeah. It's like, damn, okay, I got to start asking me some deep questions. Who right. the fuck am I? Yeah. yeah. But it's hard to be real with yourself when, uh, and I don't like, I don't want to keep, you know, spitting out the same stuff, but it's hard to be real with yourself when the things you pay the most attention to and follow aren't even real themselves. I think people, um, what they don't do enough is turn off the noise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I'm important. by myself the majority of my day, you right. know, just in here thinking about stuff or, you know, learning, listening to podcasts, yeah. YouTube videos, et cetera. Um, but I'm not like consuming, you know, and sometimes I don't have anything on. I'm just in here, you know, with zero, you know, with white noise. 
And I feel like those are the moments when you start to really learn about yourself. A hundred percent. There's somebody that wakes up and they listen to music. They listen to music when they're driving. They listen yeah, to music when they're much. in the shower. Right. You know, it's always like noise. So there's no room to have like a conversation with yourself. A hundred percent. I think that's important. And I think people are going <clears> to <throat> look at you crazy when I'm on the truck, <laughs> when, I, when I'm on the, when I'm on uh, on the truck at work and I'll be consuming, whether it's podcasts or it'll be like a business podcast I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. If I have questions, I'll seek those things out and listen. But then if I don't have anything, I will turn off all the noise and just drive and, and, and focus on the open road. And if I have ideas, ideas in my mind or I'm thinking about something or if I'm thinking about saying something on the podcast I'll verbally say them out loud and be like okay that sounds good mm-hmm. right it's like it's kind of um it's like finding yourself through solitude mm-hmm. solitude is important yeah. yeah some people are always around everybody they're always at these parties and uh, they're always going here on these trips with all these people and they're always in nightclubs but a lot of times those people are running from themselves yeah yeah, yeah that's what it is why do you think they're scared to find out who they? Or why do you think it's going on? Because they won't, they won't be quiet. The noise. Because subconsciously they don't feel like they're enough. It's scary, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. They're, they're subconsciously they feel like they are not significant, and people will be like, "That's bullshit. You're trying to get all deep, and it's not real." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is oh, because it's very real. We all know people that even in their thirties they are always in nightclubs drinking all the time. They're always out doing this. All the time. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not trying to judge you at all, but I'm just like uh, as a person that's trying to better themselves. None of that shit is conducive. None of it. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck are you really doing, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think sometimes like um, I think I think a lot of people don't know themselves, but there is like maybe they know themselves a little bit. Right. But they're. As far as like the noise or you know clouding their 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 minds with different things, I think they um like this like you said they're kind of running from it. Yeah. So they don't want to they don't want to do the real work yeah. because they know whatever is right. on the end of that discovery is very dark. Whether it's like some oh, post traumatic yeah. you know stresses, mm, right whether there. it's their you know the way their parents treated them or maybe a joke that you know some bad kid said in, in elementary school or whatever. All that is at the end of that. You know that solitude, and some people don't want to. They don't want to sit it. with that. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. Instead, instead, when when this is my this is just something I thought about now, and I could be completely fucking off the mark, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. <laughs> um, if you ever see somebody get on social media and post like, "Gosh, I'm so bored," really, you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Find something to do. It's just the fact that in that moment of solitude or whatever moment you have with yourself, you're bored because you don't have anything to offer yourself and you're reaching out to people to entertain you instead of you actually doing something to to move that trash out of your brain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take that moment of solitude and and use it to your benefit. But instead and I see people post this all the time. I'm bored. I'm so bored. Yeah. What? That's why I I mean, a lot of people are losing their minds and I think. Yeah. You know, during this yeah. time, it's partly because of that. They don't like, have the first time they have to like. They have nothing not to do anything, and they have to think the whole day. It's only yeah. so much music, you know. Yeah, it's, it's only so many songs so on Spotify. Many, That's a great yeah. point. Yeah. And so many shows. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And with with I, me and Keith have not dropped. We have not really changed anything because this is the same shit yeah. we were doing with everything in the podcast. Some people are afraid. Oh, I'm not doing podcasts right now because of coronavirus, so I mean, we won't be doing them for a while or whatever. Me and Keith coming here every week. We ain't never stopped. Yeah. 
I would I will gladly risk the coronavirus every fucking week coming <laughs> in here. Then to not do it. This is my purpose. So this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Keith said is it, that's a great, that's a powerful point mm-hmm. because. If you don't have movie theaters open, if you don't have bars concerts. open, if you don't have concerts, if if Vegas is fucked <laughs> up and, and most of the shit's closed there, if all the worldly things that you need to complete yourself are closed, who the fuck are you? You yeah. ever heard like somebody said, I need to do right. something? I need yeah, to drink. I need, I need to, to go to the bar. I need to, hit I need the to bar. go to the club. Yeah. But that, I also think like this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because most people do not, because they, they were so consumed with all this shit yeah. that they, never, they didn't have the time to think. Mm-hmm. And right. now, so it's going to be like, oh, well. Yeah. Now they're going to start thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, I think, you know, and I think I've made strides, you know, just, you know, on personal stuff myself. So I hope that those people out there that, that claim that they need to go to the bar, they right. need to do whatever, have uh, just kind of elevated their mind to yeah. let them know that you don't actually need any of these no. things, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you're just on a higher consciousness. A hundred percent, one thousand percent. Hell yeah! All right, switching gears. Um, success is subjective, especially. This is just my opinion. Success is subjective, but especially if you can be replaced from a job. And what I mean by that is this: some people consider success. You know, yeah, I've been working. You know, out there in, in the oil fields for this many years. I make this much money. This and that. But at the end of the day, what a lot of us don't realize is we work for Thanos. If you're familiar with Thanos in the Marvel uh, in the Marvel world is he could snap his fingers and 50 percent of the world fucking disappear. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're in the job market, somebody can snap their fingers and say you're fired. If somebody can do that, are you really successful? Right. Think about that. Right. So my my thing is, is I feel like in, in my personal opinion, this is no slight to anyone. I feel like it's preposterous for me to work at any job and make someone more money than I make myself. That is fucking Mm. preposterous. That's why from an entrepreneur aspect, I'd rather go in 100% for myself, bust my ass if it takes me all day, put in that that sweat equity, and at the end of the day, hey, I feel good about myself because this is for me, Yeah. right? Now, I feel like that's a level of success, you know, from an entrepreneur aspect, but if, if if you tell someone you're an entrepreneur or something, they'll be like, oh, oh okay, that's good. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Not, yeah. That's not that's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're a cool guy. Yeah. You, you, I was just thinking, like, uh, I want to lead with the, the, you know, like you said, success is subjective. Right. Subjective. So if you're if you're, you know, the the lead doctor, head doctor, whatever right. you know, medical facility, but you're not technically, uh, you know, owning anything. Right. Um, if you feel like that's success, then that's success to you. Right. Right. Um, but with that, I was just thinking, like, you know, when I worked at McDonald's, um, I would work like, you know, short shifts. It was a part time job. But in the course of like an hour, you could potentially make you know, 15, 20 hamburgers or something like that. Right. But you're only getting paid minimum wage. A hamburger there is like anywhere from like a dollar to like $2 right. or, or, you know, two fifty or something like right. that. So with two or three hamburgers, you're already paying your hourly wage. Right. And all the rest of that is just going to the owner and, right. you know, the, the, you know, the so managers. Yeah. And so stuff you're telling like me I'm only worth three cheeseburgers? Three, yeah. three cheeseburgers. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Well, That's crazy. Yeah. We got to start looking at it that way. Right. <laughs> Don't put a, like a price based on our job. Right. Yeah. Like, like, oh, this is what I'm worth. Uh, fuck no and then i feel like most people don't even look at it that way but once they start looking at it that way that's a great way to look at it mm-hmm. oh fuck i'm only worth three cheeseburgers then you'll be like nah i'm definitely <laughs> worth more than this 
I'm worth more cheeseburgers than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worth more at least 20. Yeah. <laughs> At least 20. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think what happens too is, is like, it's just, it, to me, I feel like mo- more people need to look at this because they will, they will shit on other people while being in the same situation. Like I've seen, um, because uh, they're making more money. Yeah, it could be because, and, and it's like, yo, just because you're making more money also doesn't make you more successful than other people. Right, right. Because if they're controlling their destiny and you're not, that's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to look at this in its totality. Mm-hmm. I'm a worker bee. You know, I'm a truck driver. You know, I also do this podcast. But I'm not going to assume because I make more money than Bob that, you know, something's going on. Luckily, my job is an essential job that can never stop. You stop trucks, the world stops. But yeah. if I worked in a different market... And I made a lot of money. Like, let's say, for example, I've worked on a rig in the oil fields. That job is up and down all the time. Mm. Some of those guys can make up to $120,000 a year if they're really busting their ass and they work at a good, a good job or, good, or a good company. Mm-hmm. But they lose their job. They, or their leg. Or their leg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that job is non-transferable. You can't transfer those skills anywhere. If you lose that job, you're going to be fighting for a job at Walmart and you might not fucking get it. Damn. So how successful are you? When you really like look at the like, I don't know, it's weird. Some people use like, I don't know what metric people use for success, but it's not really accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean? Like they basically say, oh, because I make this much money, I'm successful. Yeah. And it's oh, like, yeah. That what doesn't is, make what's you, successful to you? Yeah. What's, what's su- success to you? Well, what, what, what's, what's yeah. success to me yeah. personally is controlling your destiny, controlling yeah. what you bring in, controlling everything. Yeah. I don't ever want a motherfucker telling me, oh, well, you got to show up for work on this day. I'm be like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no, basically nobody should be able to tell you anything. Mm-mm. Like before I die, I'm going to be moving all of my own shit. Yeah. And no one's going to tell me, hey, well, you should you got to show up on this day because I don't care if I make two hundred thousand dollars a year. That's not success. Mm-hmm. It's not. So I just disagree with the with the with the with the way the system works for everyone. Mm hmm. It's designed that way for us to level ourselves up, though. I, I feel like it. Yeah, you not know? really. It's, it's 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 to make us worker bees to be in the right. No, yeah, race. yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm saying in a deeper sense. Got we, it. We, you know what I mean? We 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 come in the level that we came into the world. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's we're like a broken piece, mm-hmm. and we're just putting ourselves together as we go along. 100%. As we go along. But yeah, for sure. The 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 way the system is 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 definitely rigged. It's for right. us to keep us in. Uh, and check and mm-hmm. hey don't think just follow orders you know yeah. stuff like that yeah I, I refuse to watch somebody um that is rich and say man i could never attain that that's that is that is self-destructive yeah i've heard that before i can't watch jeff bezos and say because he, he made he just recently made 13 billion dollars in one day <laughs> yeah and i can't say god man wow i hate this guy uh, <laughs> I mean, what what, what uh, people didn't report about that most people didn't report is that he also lost like thirteen million dollars, thirteen billion dollars, like the few days before. One hundred percent, he did. It's just because a lot of his money is tied into the stocks. So, right, you know, when the stock market crashes, he also loses money. But you know, it's more, it's a better headline to say Jeff Bezos made thirteen billion dollars. So there always there's always a penalty before the before the grand prize. Mm -hmm. But that's how I feel about us going the direction that we're going right. we're, we might not be where we at now but right you know the opposite of it mm-hmm. is getting it so right. we're gonna get what we want 100 percent. because yeah. i'm not gonna stop i'm I, mm-hmm. i've already told myself i'm gonna die behind this like i will i will literally die trying to attain what i want to have in my life 
Yeah. And there's nothing that's going to stop it. Like there there is a bigger like Eddie about to drop an album called Get Successful or Die Trying. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's the mentality you have to have. Yeah. It's like that's this is it. I'm going all in on this shit. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and what what the thing about it too is it just gets you kind of fired up in the sense that it's like, yo, I'm not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, from where I came from, like I didn't grow up having a lot of money. I grew up poor, you know. Or the food, information. Food stamps, yeah. everything. I didn't have the information. Mm-hmm. I didn't have nothing. But I've been spending time, especially in my 30s, being up late at night. It'll be two, three in the morning. I'll send like Keith some links. And then for some reason, Keith is up. Yeah, I seen that. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing up, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, Keith is like a like a like a brother to me, man. Mm-hmm. Like I love Keith. But the thing about it is, is when we talk, we don't talk about bullshit on the phone. Yeah. When I call him, it's usually about the podcast or about what he's working on, about what I'm working on. It's not just like, yeah, you see that new reality show? Yeah, yeah. they're crazy. Like I can't the, have those conversations. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That's the type of people you need to stay around. I mean, you gotta keep around. Yeah. Because it's a it's a energy that's vibing. I right. mean, you know, it's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, that's dope. Oh, I'm doing this. Mm. Oh, that's dope. Right. Yeah, when mm-hmm. I called you, actually, I called you with an intent to just get some information out real quick. And I was like, you know, Caesar probably has something to do. And I thought that way because I know your energy, yeah. right? But there's some people when you call them, you just know they ain't doing shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just hate people, no, no, no offense, but I hate it when people call me and they are literally never doing shit. Yeah. It's just draining. I can't have these conversations because every time you call me, you ain't doing shit. Yeah, we and don't I, have nothing to catch up on. You nothing yeah. to catch up on. You at the same place you left last time. Yeah. It's like a bad anime uh, c- uh, cartoon when I listen to you <laughs> on the phone, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important to start thinking this way because automatically back then, I used to think, if I'm thinking like this and nobody else is thinking like me, where are these people at? But it's, mm. it, it doesn't really work like that. It's just as soon as you start thinking that way, you start attracting it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I was like, it was it was mind fucking because I was like, damn. Okay, well, how come the people that I talk to, and now automatically the people that are not on the same wavelength, it's just like we we don't have anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Because what it is is, is you start to you start to notice these people because there's certain things that start sticking out about that person. Oh fuck! You got that box from songs. Yeah, I got it there. Yeah, I've been working with them for this many years, and all of a sudden you build a relationship based on this information that you both organically have found. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. you start having these conversations, and then you develop relationships with people who can help you. But yeah. it's it's not just people who can help you. It's usually a symbiotic relationship where you both can help each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. I feel like it's so high school. Like the conversations I have regularly now. Are you know much different than high school? High school is just about like girls right. and you know parties. sports yeah. parties, you know different what you know whatever teacher looks kind of good that you know <laughs> we can't wait till we get eighteen you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now it's like I, even though even hearing some of those conversations kind of like it make, the, gets oh on God. my nerves a little bit. Yes, yeah, people just sitting around just talking about you yeah know, whatever. Like th- yeah. this is normal to you. Okay, good. And then what's going to happen is, is when you kind of like, kind of put like shoe those conversations away, that'd be like, man, that nigga Keith weird now. Yeah. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Keith is weird now. Yeah. Eddie mm-hmm. is weird. Caesar acting yeah. weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caesar changed, bro. He used to be cool. That was a weirdo now. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not a weirdo. You're yeah. a weirdo. Yeah. You've been weird. <laughs> when I was weird with you, it was I, normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, since, since I've, you know, leveled up leveled mentally, up. 
Now I'm a weirdo. It's like, for example, guess what? Remember the nerds, like the, the kids that always stood out, you know, the quiet, like introvert dude with glasses mm-hmm. that was really smart, and we called him a fucking weirdo? Yeah. That same weirdo was the motherfucker that's Jeff Bezos. Yep. That same weirdo was Mark, the motherfucker Mark. that's Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Those are the same people we call weirdos are the motherfuckers that move the world. Yeah. So how weird are they? How weird were they? Okay. If they're so weird, why are you using an Apple phone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're so weird, why are you driving a Tesla? Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and you look at those guys now. You know those. Right. You know those popular guys, the jocks, the, you know the, uh, uh, what is it, homecoming king or whatever. Right, right. We should have a. We should have a, a, a side by side of the homecoming king versus like the nerdy guy with the tape on his glasses and look like. A then do a then and now comparison, and then you'll see like Mark Zuckerberg versus like the Homecoming King, mm-hmm. probably like the freaking manager at Burger King or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's a well, a manager at Burger King is not like that bad, right? There's some people that are pretty successful. Do you want to be the manager at Burger King or Mark Zuckerberg? I mean, well, I mean, you do get free cheese, <laughs> you get free burgers. <laughs> Hold on, radio burgers is fine. Right. Success, is, <laughs> success is subjective. Well, yeah, right? Marty, I'm getting, it. you know, I'm getting free burgers and salary. And okay? they got the uh, the Beyond Meat now. You got Beyond Meat, and yeah. I can eat healthy beef now. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, man, I, I 100% hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's yes. go ahead and switch gears. All right. Um. Oh, switching gears. Uh, essential workers. There's a lot of essential workers in the United States that are pissed off uh, because they're stating that people that receive unemployment are making more money than them. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this. No. But I guess they're getting additional benefits. It was like $600 or something or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, here's my problem with that. It goes back to what we were saying. Mm-hmm. If a person who is unemployed can make more money than you and not work. Um, and you're pissed off, you should be. But you should be pissed off for success. You should be pissed off that a person not working makes more money than me. What does that say about my job? Yeah. My job doesn't value me. Yeah. So you need to pick up a skill or do something that's going to take you out of that situation. Don't spend your time being mad at somebody that's unemployed because they're not successful either. So who yeah. are you mad at? Yeah. You're really yeah. mad at yourself. Yeah. So I keep seeing people post this. That's bullshit. They're making more money than me. This and that and the third. I can't feel sorry for you because uh-huh. I've had to dig myself up out of a situation where I wasn't making a lot of money. And I embarked on a new journey with truck driving that, you know, was a very dangerous job. And I haul gasoline for Christ's sake. So I was willing to embark on something that was dangerous to 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 give me an opportunity where I could make more money. So now I could use the money from that job to fund where I really want to go in life. Cause I don't want to be a truck driver my whole fucking life. I'm just using this. I'm leveraging this job to do what I really want to do. Yeah. So you need to at least be in a position where you can do that. Yeah. If you can't change it or you're going to continue to be mad and then you're just going to just, yeah, I feel like we are our, our own problem. Right. And our own solution. A hundred percent. Yeah. Wow, that was really four words. <laughs> it's the fucking truth, though. Yeah, yeah. It's it's t- honestly, it's it's not that much money, you no. know, as far as like you know, receiving six hundred six hundred yeah. extra dollars right. a, a week. It's not it's <laughs> not that much money to no. be crying about. No, and I think that um, what I what I want people to and I and I receive unemployment, so I like I'm just speaking from a first person's perspective. But for for those people that are um, crying about p- 
people on unemployment making more money than you, you have to realize that um, in no society ever, unless um, Bernie Sanders becomes like a dictator in America, will you be able to flip burgers and make like 50, 60, 80 dollars an yeah, hour? It's not gonna that's happen. just not that's not how it's gonna work. So knowing that, I don't think like obviously you you know you can make strides to try to change society and change the system to where you know where we're kind of on a more level playing field but knowing how that's not very feasible right. just because it takes so much to to move these kind of things you have a whole republican party that doesn't want that to happen and then you have these democrats that you know kind of want it to happen and there's maybe some that don't even want that to happen knowing that you have to Go increase your skills. There you or go. Or yeah. go do something like you know, like Eddie did. He just like he said, he went, he embarked on this journey. Um, you know, took basically the last money he had and then invested it in you know an education to to get a trucker's license. Like you have to, you have to make these like drastic changes in order to to really uh, move yourself forward in life. So for for those people that are just complaining, like it's it's not going to work. It's just like those people that complain about like gentrification. It's like mm. people with money are going to buy things. That's how they make more money. You That's can't true. complain right. about that. Yeah. What you can do, though, is save up your money. Um, stop going out. Stop you know, doing things that are like frivolous and save all the money you can and go put a down payment on whatever you know, the people that are gentrifying your neighborhood are doing. So That's a great point in regards to gentrification. Because it's like, you know, unless you're going to be the one putting money and buying some of this stuff, it's only so much you could. You don't have you're powerless. Yeah. yeah. So you see, you all the only there's no power in complaining. So and you're no, pow- not at all. So you're powerless completely, not only from <laughs> a financial standpoint, but just in general. Mm-hmm. I want to say about um, if you're complaining about something like Eddie's been saying, do something about it. But I would suggest to just take a shot at something. There you just, go. Just see where that leads. Because if you're already complaining, that's actually something good because you are now aware that something's not adding up. Yeah. So take a chance on something, the more the opposite of something you would do, the better, because that means that you're going to grow more based on the fact that it's it's unknown to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are afraid of the unknown, but that's where the that's where the goods are at. Yeah. Fucking jump, jump. See, and the jump in the net will appear. Um, I feel like it's sometimes these people that are like Steve Jobs and all these people, they, they say these phenomenal quotes and like, it just goes over their head. Like nobody really thinks like, well, let me actually jump in and see if the net will appear. Mm-hmm. Just jump. Mm-hmm. Just take it. Fucking have a little bit of faith and, and you'll learn from the experience regardless. So. I think I, I say this yeah. a lot, but um, they say like a, a large percentage of fortune 500 companies um, were started during recessions. So, you know, that's the same idea, like whoever, you know, start whatever business, whether it's a tech company or whatever, you know, these are the same people that that maybe got laid off from their from their regular job. They use that unemployment to leverage, you know, maybe a computer or something like that. And then five, six years from now, they're, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world. So I just think. You know, those those are the like you have to change your mindset to mm. to know that like you can't complain about um, stuff that's out of your control. But what you can do is c- take control of your own narrative, and you know get out there and you know get some audio books, 
look on YouTube. It's so you know, I watch YouTube and you can tell like where your energy is at based on the type of ads that mm-hmm. pop up. And so like a lot of mine is like, you know, people trying to sell me things, but mm. that's a that's a good thing in a sense, right? Because a lot of those are it's nonsense in a sense, but at the same time, um, a lot of that is good information because there's people making money doing the most random things. Oh, yeah. There's people yeah. making money like freaking yeah. um, drop shipping, real estate, right, all man. these things, all these ads be popping up on my thing. And a lot of it is not something I'm really interested in doing. Right. But if you're like, if you're like, man, I just want to do something to make money on my own and I don't I don't want to need anybody. I don't want to, you know, have a boss or whatever. You can do it. Right. Yeah. You know what's crazy? What you just said about people making money in different avenues. It's that that's what's crazy is that people are making money mm-hmm. on something like d- dropping dropping items or mm-hmm. there's opportunity that's just crazy because we're so like conditioned to think, oh no, you know, I gotta get an education or Where I gotta or go. I gotta I yeah. gotta um it, it, it almost they sell us on the idea that it's got to be like a, a gradual thing. It's like, oh, I got to go to college. I got to get a degree. But it doesn't have to be like that. Or it seems no. like that now it, it doesn't have to be like that anymore. Yeah. Now it's just like, yo, what do you want to do? Fucking go all in. Yeah. And see what happens. That's it. Yeah. You know how many people like have picked up their old hobby during this quarantine and i was right. thinking right now like you know the brand brother they do like the sewing machines or whatever yes yes they the brand brother they probably got so rich off of people that are not failed like sewing but they're picking you know. it back up but yeah like people so they they were probably sold you know millions and millions of sewing machines to people that don't even use them mm, so it's like man. so what i'm trying to say is that those people they have they have a skill set and that skill set could be used to, you know, to make money. It's like it's really like the people that um, are complaining actually have something that they want to do or something that they're maybe good at that they just haven't tapped into yet. Hey, here's another thing too. This everything we're saying is proof that education doesn't have to be formal. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. So, for example, you may have a master's in this and a, ma- a minor in this, whatever. Mm-hmm. But guess who you got to call when your AC goes out? The fucking yeah. AC man. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has a special skill that he learned <laughs> in a school, but yeah. he didn't. He don't got a degree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had to call him. Uh, for example, um, if you have a business and you need to promote it in some capacity, but you need stickers on walls and shit, guess who you got to reach out to? The yeah. motherfucker that makes that vinyl. OK, yeah. so there is always money out there, not to mention. And also, this is just kind of not really off, but it's kind of tangent. But um, I actually pay for information. I will go to specific things on purpose and be like, oh, it's 15 bucks. OK, I pay for it. But yeah. now I know it. And yeah. now I'm making money off of what I pay for. That's an interesting. Yeah. I, I want to say something about money because I think that people think that you can only get money by working and getting a job. So what I mean by this is not necessarily money. It comes in different forms because it's it's money is just energy. So if we move it, if we move energy, then we'll get something from it. So let's say right now what we're doing, this is just we're talking. It's just energy. It's information. But if this information if good information, which this is good information, if this good information gets to people that want, they'll be like, hey, I want to pay or I want to know more about you guys, then that's how we will get money just based just based on them buying our knowledge. Do you, do you know what right, I mean? No, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's not not necessarily we don't have to get a job. We can we have other skills that we right. we yeah. can we can utilize to make money. Hundred percent. Yeah. In a way, you're kind of 
the job yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about, I think about like my mom, like she was, she's always like sewn stuff. And she, my mom literally sold, she had her in her wedding. She sold everyone's outfit. Wow. It's like, you know, a bunch of gri- uh, bridesmaids and groomsmen and all she did. Everybody's, you know, my mother thing. was yeah, too doing that. So. Yeah, exactly. So, but she also works like a regular job and I don't know how much she get paid an hour, but right. it can't be that much. Mm-hmm. But I say that to say that there's somebody that she's more skilled than mm. that is on the internet selling, you know, 100%. dresses and yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, yo, like you, yeah. and hopefully I want to have a conversation with her. Cause it's like the perfect time for her to be like leveraging all those things. Yeah. And you know, there's like all kind of internet sources like Etsy and all these different right. shops. Yep. So she can be making way more money and it doesn't take that much. Mm-mm. Like you know, we talked, about it before if you're selling like three or four hamburgers you're actually making more um than your salary so imagine like you do that on your own you stand on you know you open up a freaking truck out on downtown on 18th street or whatever and you sell four or five hamburgers you're actually making more than you would at mcdonald's so i say that to say you know with her if she sold one or two dresses she's probably making more money doing selling those dresses than she would be at a regular job because she doesn't get paid that much right yeah you need to have this conversation with her yeah Uh, yeah asap Mm -hmm. yeah you should because i because i think it's i don't know it's crazy how people i know people with skills like they either got a college degree or they got whatever and it just seems like they're really not doing what they want to do yeah and it's it's tough because sometimes i'm not saying that a college degree uh it could be a liability for some people it is you spend all this money on education you go out into the job market and you either don't get a job that's on par with it or the job you get is not uh paying you or treating you as you should be treated Mm -hmm. and it's like yo you got to find a way to leverage this in another way Mm -hmm. because that ain't gonna work (laughs) that's not yeah that's that's not gonna work so to reel it all in, uh, the the conversation was uh, success being subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think at the end of the day, uh, if you can control your own destiny and make a good living off of it, I would consider that success. A hundred percent. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Just just think. I'm gonna suggest something here, because um, most people don't know what they really want. Like, I was having a conversation with someone, and he was like, "Hey, um, if I was to win the lottery, I would do whatever I want." And I said, "Really?" What would that be? And then he was like, oh, I would do this. And he was just going, basically what I'm trying to say, that he was just guessing. He was just saying shit. He was just like, oh, I would do this. Oh, I would do this. Oh, I would. And he doesn't really fucking know what he really wants. And I'm like, yo, so it's the money is not even the issue here. The money is not the issue. It's yet you don't know what you want. There you go. So zero in on what you want. The money will appear. But yeah. we need to know what we want. One thousand percent. Damn, yeah. that's that's a that's a solid point. Because to be honest, if I won a, if I won the lottery in some way, that'd be very dangerous. Because I would get I have mapped out exactly what the fuck I want to do. I have it all mapped out. Then you, you're gonna if, if I got a lot of money, then you would just start seeing like, yo, what's going on over there? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be seeing Ferraris and shit. That's not how. That's not what my line of thinking is. I wouldn't even probably change my car, but you would start seeing a up in production. You would start seeing all kinds of shit going on. Like I only want to even get into. I only want to get into detail because the shit's gonna happen no, anyways. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's good that you already have that mindset. Yeah. Hell yeah. But most people, when you ask them, "What do you want?" 
They don't know. They don't know about that about anything. They don't know what they want from themselves, a relationship, from their fucking King? from their fucking pet. <laughs> from their <laughs> pet. It's like I don't know what I want to do with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like you, that's interesting that you said that because, um, and we all know that most people that win the lottery, they you know they they spend it all, and that's part of the reason because yeah. when they do. They're, they're just filling out numbers every single day, just filling out is su- super casual. And they probably don't even they probably haven't even projected the idea that they might win. So when they right. do win, they're just like, oh, I don't even know what to do. Like, let me buy a Ferrari. I don't even know. Let me, you know, buy this for my family. Let me give this 20,000 to whomever. Instead of knowing, like, if you if you really had a grasp of the, the idea that you would have the money already, you're almost already there. So, you know, you're, you're rich already. So in, in turn, you know how to maintain that money. So Right. It's better to get a million dollars in knowledge than a million dollars. Because you get a million dollars, you're going to lose it. Yeah. Because in, in theory, in the business world, a million dollars ain't that much money. If you yeah. give that to a person that has always lived in poverty or is not financially literate in any way, they will fucking blow it. Yeah. yeah. Period. Yeah, man. Right. That's I mean, that's what's happening now. Like yeah. we talked about people are making more money with the unemployment than their regular jobs. Exactly. And we talked about people were, you know, buying bikes and, you know, certain sales, Amazon sales went up, all these things. Like people are spending more money now in a recession technically than they were during the regular, you know, regular days. You know, it's crazy. I, uh, I'd heard ones where they said if they were to, because the number that the people that control the money is like 3%. Only 3%, they control all the money in the world. Yeah. And they said that if they were to 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 despair that money up among everybody, guess what would happen? Mm-hmm. It will go back. Oh, it will go back to the 3%. It will 3%. go back to the 3% because the mentality, that's, that's wild to think that. Mm. You know, it's crazy. I, I thought about this and we were talking about it. They were um, pushing a lot of these loans out, like, you know, Bank of America is like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to give businesses, you know, small loans. And it, I felt like that's that same idea. It was like, oh, snap, this is a perfect time to take advantage of people. Because mm-hmm. if I give you a $10,000 loan and I charge you, you know, it's, 10% yeah. interest, that's going to come right back to me. Mm-hmm. So it's that same idea. It's, with it. Yeah. It, it, when I heard that, I was like, that just says that people's mentality with money is very poor. Yeah. It's, it's, they'll be spending on nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. You, you want to know how you know your your um your idea or perception of money has changed is when you have more than enough money to do whatever it is you need to do and you're driving home and you're like, man, I'm hungry. And you drive by El Pollo Loco or some other place and you're like, I get something to eat. Man, I don't need to be spending money on that. Yeah. That's when you know your brain has changed because you can conveniently make a stop somewhere to spend some money and get something to eat. But you kind of like, well, I can make this this thing at home that I got there. Yeah. So you're looking you're looking more or less to save money and not blow it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really hate spending money because I don't mind spending money on a few things. One of them, like if I was married, or I had a girlfriend, she needed help, whatever. I don't have a problem. Yeah. Because that money's going back to me anyways. Because mm-hmm. when you invest in people you care about, it always comes back. back. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, in the from the business aspect, I'm not like, oh, man, I want to spend that. Oh, that costs too much. If I need to spend that fucking money, I'm going to spend it. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out and say, yeah, I want the new truck and I want to lift it and then do that. And then you realize you just created a liability. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say something about money because I've been working on this for a while now. Um, And going back to when we were kids, we're being programmed. My dad used to have this saying talking about whenever he would get the money, he would get me what I wanted. Right. He would always say that shit. 
but he never got the money. So because I heard that so much, it went into my subconscious mind. So in my mind, I believe that money was hard to earn or money mm. would never come. So now it's, it's a belief in my subconscious mind. So what I'm doing, and I do this every day, so anybody that's interested, I'm changing their paradigm, changing their mind of the way they see money, because they might not even be aware of this, but me, I had an idea about money. And however you believe something, that's how it's going to be. That's just the way it is. It's just, this is universal law. This has nothing to do with man-made. So, and when you believe something, that's how it is. So I, my perception of money was like, damn, it's hard to earn money. It's hard to earn money. So it's in there. So now what I'm doing, I think about money coming to me easily and consistently. But the thing about that is you can't say it once because my dad, like I said, my dad didn't say it once. Oh, you got to almost overcome. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm doing. So I do this. Unlearning it. I'm learning Mm -hmm. it. Unlearning it. Unlearning it. But it's, it's a process. So Mm -hmm. the way I do it, I do it three times out of the day. And I'm constantly, whenever I have the opportunity, like if I'm, if I'm at the grocery store and I'm waiting in line, because sometimes, you know, your thoughts are just kind of, they're all over the place, but sometimes Mm -hmm. they're unconscious. You're not even paying, you could be waiting in line. You're not even aware that you, have you ever seen those people that are just kind of like staring? Yeah. What? (laughs) They don't know what the, they don't even know that they're looking at, they're not looking at anything, but their mind's somewhere else. Yeah. But what I do now is I take that opportunity, even when I'm at a, like on, on the freeway or any opportunity that I get where I get a few seconds, I put that thought in me. I mm-hmm. put that thought because I want to be conscious of that thought. Because so mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me easily and consistently all yeah. the time. I play that over and over. And I also, I also carry a card with me. I carry that with me everywhere. So I carry that card and, I, and it's the same thing. It's, the, it's an auto, auto um, repetition thing. That mm-hmm. way I constantly think about it, think it's in my mind, and I'm changing the program. That's good. Man, people don't realize, they may listen to that and say, oh, it's bullshit. It's not bullshit. And the oh, reason yeah. why it's not is because most of us are victims of this, being as we we consume something, and we consumed it so much that it's actually toxic in a way, and we have to unlearn it. Yep. Because w- what we're consuming a lot of times is another person's reality, yeah. not even ours. Yeah, this yeah. is my dad's ideas. Yeah. And I, I fucking... I took on on it just because I believed it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not true. I right. guarantee you there's people out there making money without even lifting a finger. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's like, well, how does this shit even work then? <laughs> if he's not doing shit and he's still earning money and I'm over here trying to work 10, 12 hours, but I'm working my ass off, it's it's the paradigm. It's the idea. Yeah. It's like, yeah. A, yeah. And I, I don't want to say this to brag, but in, it's not like I'm not rich or anything. But I invest in stocks and it was like a few days ago I made like a hundred and sixty eight dollars um, from from my stocks. Um, and that's not a lot of money. But I say that to say that's more money than some people make in a day. You know, work if you got like a, you know, regular wow. minimum. That wage is 100% job. So that's why it's, you know, that that mindset is important. Like I remember even, you know, my mom, she doesn't she's not very she's not the most financially literate person. But one thing. One thing she did know was always to like save your money. Mm. Um, but so that was almost like ingrained in me also. Not necessarily that we couldn't get it, but that you you couldn't really spend it. 
But right. in order to grow your wealth, you have to spend it. You have to invest in you know, whatever business you want to do. One hundred percent. So that that was you know one thing kind of similar to like your yeah. dad. That's what that book, uh, Poor Dad, Rich Dad, is about. Was that Poor Dad? Yeah. 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 You can the the son that comes that's in a wealthy family. He could be literally stupid. Yeah. And he can be literally stupid, mm-hmm. and he'll start earn money because it's already. In his subconscious mind, he don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as you as you grow, you start to learn too. Is that um, saving money without investing it is almost like not saving money? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, think about yeah. even on like a technical side, like there's inflation every year. Right? Exactly. Oh, so yeah. if your money is just sitting there, and you, you may the interest rate on your your savings account is minimal, yeah. it probably is you know on par or less than the infl- inflation rate. Especially now because they're printing money, they're just handing it to people. So the inflation rate is going to be crazy. So that value of the money that you're is just sitting in your account is not doing anything. Yeah, it's not a million dollars is really not even a million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, or what? What's what do you think the value of like a dollar is? Um. In, you mean in comparison to another era or yeah. um oh. I mean it's probably going down, you know, consistently, especially now. But I, I but I would say that probably the value of, you know, whatever currency around the world is also going down because everyone's 100%. in the in the same situation. Yeah, especially with this. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's a lot. Uh where are we at, Keith? Uh one forty. One forty. Okay. It's been an hour and a an hour and 40 minutes? Yeah, man. This, this is the Twilight Zone here, man. <laughs> time does not exist on this podcast. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we say some, some, were we moving to something Yo, else? Yeah. All right. Uh, switching gears. Switching um, gear. Recently, um, we've seen these manic episodes happen with Kanye West. Um, mm. We talked about it last week, um, you know, where he was having that little speech and whatnot. And we, we've seen many of these episodes happen. We've seen one happen with Sway in the morning. <laughs> Um, which is a very popular <laughs> That's one. That's classic. Yeah. Now I'm bringing this up based on the fact that um, the things that are happening with Kanye West um, and the way we react to it, it's not really Kanye. It's us. And what I mean by that is, is we have a lack of information in regards to mental health, right? Yeah. And I'll, let me give mm-hmm. you a little backstory to myself. Um, uh, my mother um, has schizophrenia, which is different than what Kanye West has. He has, he's been uh, clinic or medically diagnosed with uh, bipolar or, or as bipolar. And, you know, he has those manic moments where he's talking really fast. He's, if, if you looked at Kanye West, the way he talks, it's like he don't have no periods or commas. He's just <laughs> going, 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 mm-hmm. going, going, going. His brain's a hundred miles an hour. Um, he's crying and stuff. And it's because the way his brain is operating is it's not, on par with most people who happen to be uh, just everyday people, and the and the fact I don't want to cut you off, but did you watch that show, Dave? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Seen uh, have I you did. seen it? Yes, yes. You know the the character in there that he was diagnosed as being bipolar. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, his name is like uh, Tat ta- t- Gator. Gator, yeah yeah, Gator yeah, 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 yeah. And he was acting similar to like the way Kanye West was. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I, I think that most of us don't understand that. We're mm-hmm. just really quick to call someone a genius and say, "Oh, that's just how genius people act," and this and that. And it's just like, dude, stop regurgitating this stuff. The, the, like this idea, we need to realize that when people need help, we should treat them as such, not not like you know, um, like ostracize them or you know talk bad about them. But I genuinely am worried about Kanye because. I've seen certain things play out with my own mother. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think that um, instead of us just looking at these hot takes and all these these things on Instagram and just always laughing at them, 
or making it like Kanye's a genius, we should look at this guy literally needs help. Like yeah. there should be more of a compassionate take instead of looking at it that way. So I really feel like it's us at this at this time. Mm-hmm. I think I think that um um I don't think these things are connected as far as like being a genius and being crazy because there's a guy like Mark Zuckerberg or you know um, Bill Gates not yeah Bill Gates and these I guess in society we would consider these people geniuses like Bill Gates was freaking coding at like 14 years old and you know he started Microsoft you know shortly thereafter and Mark Zuckerberg you know probably made Facebook when he was just drunk in his dorm room or something like that so I would think these people would be considered genius but they don't have these manic episodes like Kanye West does. Exactly. So that I I think they're what I'm trying to say is that these things are independent of one another. You can be a genius and you can also be a little bit off. Right. Um, but it doesn't, just because you're off, it doesn't mean you're a genius. Right. So don't conflate them, basically. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, I, I just... So I, you think this is a cry for help? What, what? It's, it's not so much a cry for help. It's just Kanye. You know, Kanye, mm-hmm. unfortunately, is mentally ill. So it's not really a cry for help. It's just um, us not being aware that he is mentally ill is more of a problem than him being mentally ill at this point, mm-hmm. because we take what he says, like as with, with face value. And I mean, I don't really know if we should. Mm. We just chuck up like people acting like Kanye West is, you know, people being crazy. So if you're, if yeah. you're, you know, if we walk out this office and then, you know, we go downtown somewhere and you see somebody just talking to themselves. Oh, they're crazy. Right. But there's a specific definition for what they're going through. True. It's not that they're crazy. They're, going through maybe they're bipolar or schizophrenic or whatever, you know, whatever those situations are. And we all know people that, you know, act similar or act similar to the person downtown. But we as a society just hasn't we haven't informed ourselves enough to use a word other than crazy. So we're just passing off everyone that acts. And it's also like very specific. Right. So if there's a person talking to themselves or there's a person like, um, uh, being angry or, you know, there's a person that's like feeling anxious one minute and then feeling like sad one minute. Right. Like these are all specific terms and there's specific definitions as far as like the chemical imbalances and stuff like that. But we just all clump them together. Right. So that's the real problem. We just not, we're not as informed as we should be. And I don't know if that's our fault. Or I don't know if that's like the media's fault or I don't know whose fault it is, but and then there's also like there a, a group of people that are trying to like combat these things. Okay, and I've heard it myself. Like there there'll be you know a conversation about like my cousin or whomever, and they'll be like, "Man, that person is crazy." And then there'll be yeah. another person like, "Nah, he ain't crazy. He got a, he got as much sense as anybody. Like he'd right. be playing the system. He'll go into the doctor's office and right. you know act like he's crazy just so he can get a check, and then he'll leave and be straight." And it's like, "No, nah, that's nah. not how. Nah. <laughs> that's not normal. Yeah. Just the fact that you would even try to do something like that lets you know you're a little bit." 100%. Off. Yeah. And another thing, too, what people don't realize is just because a person's bipolar doesn't mean that all of their senses have just erased. Yeah. There are people that are mentally ill and they'll say things with great validity. Like, you know, this is this and this. And you'd be like, that's true. And then they'll be like, how many, how many? You're like, okay, now you're you back <laughs> on that bullshit again. <laughs> but you can't just, you can't just act like they're either just all the way crazy or they're not. Mm-hmm. All of your senses don't just leave because you have mental illness. Yeah. There is somebody that is talking to themselves that's going that probably lives in downtown LA, that's probably on drugs, and he could start telling you a story about life and then go right back to talking to himself. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've seen this shit. I, I've, I've seen that. Like yeah. That, I, 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 there was a couple instances where a person would just be talking to himself and yelling and talking about Jesus and politics and stuff. And then he rock, rock, walk right by me and be like, hey, how you doing? And then he'll go straight back <laughs> into like Donald <laughs> Trump and Jesus and everything. I'll be like, what? Yeah, the? man. What if we are the crazy ones? Hey, you know, yeah. that'd be a hell of a script right there. <laughs> a lot. Of, I think we had that conversation. I, I told him, yeah. I said, what if, what if there was a movie, right? And, and like, I guess the, the, the plot or whatever or the theme of the movie was um, everyone that's actually talking to themselves and pushing cards are actually sane, but we're the ones that are insane. How What, what would be the difference? Like, how would we know, though? We wouldn't know. It, but I think that if you're a good writer, you could put a twist no, on I'm, it. I'm saying, I'm saying we're, we're saying that we're, yeah. <laughs> we're saying that they're the crazy ones basing it off of the the collective consciousness do you mm-hmm. know what i mean like right, the right. majority are saying oh he's right. crazy right but how do we really know we don't really know because a lot of us are mentally ill like oh yeah oh 100 a yeah. lot of us are and a lot oh, of the yeah. behaviors that we see on social media is mental illness mm-hmm. and and the thing is it's it's accepted mental illness but we, we we've set it up to where oh it's it's not mentally ill to uh post videos of you ripping up your boyfriend's stuff and setting his car on fire <laughs> that's that's funny but a person talking to themselves, that's mental illness. Yeah. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the same, yeah, the, the people, I bet you a lot of people that are judging Kanye are mentally ill themselves. Oh, mm-hmm. 100%. On a much, but on the thing, on a much normal mental ill level. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of hard to explain. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, like how, how mentally healthy are people in general? Uh, probably not at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. even think people are like healthy in general <laughs> so i don't know if they're mentally healthy right there might be a correlation between the two because a lot mm. of the shit we eat is not natural food oh mm. yeah so i mean a lot of that shit can affect you all the sugar that we take in a year people eating over 100 pounds of sugar a year yeah. damn yeah 120 130 pounds of sugar a fucking yeah. year man yeah a year literally so like what does that do in and, and they, they and i don't want to go off on a tangent but this shit triggers dopamine like it's drugs yeah. like yeah. it's fucking crack or heroin Sugar has the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly on a sugar high yeah. and you're eating fucking Starbucks in the morning, you got another Starbucks in the, in the evening, you're drinking soda all day and you're mm-hmm. judging Kanye, you might be fucked up yourself. Yeah. Who knows? Or worse. Or worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, man. I would start questioning everything, bro. From here on out, if, if I could give some advice today, I would be question everything yeah yeah everything everything see where that leads yeah i don't probably know where it's probably to <laughs> probably to another conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah I, I think at the end of the day it's okay to question everything but at the end of the day it's it, to me i've 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 uh, created a healthy relationship to where i'll question something if i feel like it's legitimate enough for me to do it and then other stuff i just like move on i don't i don't think that's healthy though because you can be imagine if you just like adopted the way your dad thinks it's like mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. i can't i'll get it to you when i you know i'll get, right. buy you whatever i want when i can and so you're just going your whole life and you're just you know thinking that way and you have kids and then you're like you know i'll get it i'll get you that when i can i'll yeah. get you that next christmas when i have the money or whatever and you just going your whole life and you know, so not to say that you have to um i think it's okay to question everything i just think you don't actually have to take action on every single thing because yeah, yeah. there's some, there's some things that are that are um that are going on in, in our normal lives that are that is okay it's it's good for us but there are something things that are consistent in our normal lives that are that are people have adopted whether it's like 
the way people act on social media or mm-hmm. you know whatever that is not okay at all and no. we have to we have to objectively look at these things and and, and change it for ourselves 100 percent. like yeah and it's i don't know the more i just i just hope like the whole objective especially of this podcast is to uh just you know kind of to make people think in regards to the whole mental illness thing mm-hmm. because how mentally healthy is it if you have a yelling and screaming match with your wife or girlfriend and then you're like here babe take a selfie here hunter that's crazy. People That's do crazy. this shit. Or they have do this. sex afterwards. Yeah. They act like they act oh. like having sex is a good way to break the ice. You need to have a conversation. <laughs> Cause you could fuck each other's brains out, but that doesn't still change the fact each other. that doesn't change the fact that you did something that upset me and it's still gonna be out of my mind. Maybe after I bust a nut for two minutes, I'll forget about it. <laughs> but after I come to, I'm gonna say, Hey, you hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you're like, oh, my God, let's go back in the room. I'm tired of this. And two mm. days later, they'll do it again. They'll do it again. Yeah. And it's this is this is like we live in a um, repetitive, repetitive breakdown of our mental health. Yeah. That's all it is. I think I think when you go to and I'll just say this. I think when you go to a job you don't want to go to, you're in a relationship that you probably don't want to be in. Um, you might even be in a body that you don't want to be in. Mm. That is like mental abuse on a daily Oh yeah, you know, a hundred percent. Can you imagine that? There's no motivation for nothing. Yeah, you're just like, ah, fuck, fuck life. Why, why even get up? Yeah, yeah. I would have my my last job, day job. I I would have to like work myself up to go in there. Like, dang, I would literally be playing a song "Happy" by Pharrell on the way to work to like get myself going yeah. you know in, in a good space to and then be there you'd be expecting pharrell to make you happy and it's like and that's it's not, not good because i'm happy <laughs> no i'm not actually <laughs> pharrell i'm not <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy you got to play a, a song you should have played rocky or something man that yeah <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah you just something else to motivate you man mm-hmm. yeah uh, but in regards to kanye man i i wish him the best because I I, I've, I know how mental mental illness works in regards to like like medically like medical uh, mm-hmm. medically diagnosed mental illness. Mm-hmm. It's a journey, um, and the fact that he's rich and famous it makes it harder. Because if you're just Bob that has mental illness, and your family wants to help you and this that and the third, then you don't have the microscope on you. But when you're fucking Kanye West. Yeah, and you got a mental illness, and you have Twitter. Man, they needed to like block that nigga's account for a minute. Can you even picture that? Like being Kanye West, can you picture like and having the spotlight? Like everything gets magnified. Yeah, Yeah, everything's magnified. Honestly, personally, I don't want to be a Kanye West. I don't aspire to do that. I don't aspire to be popular. I only aspire to be successful in my own right. And if some people know me, that's great. But I don't feel the 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 need to have the spotlight on me. That's hey, that's Eddie McGee. Hey, Eddie, what's going on? I yeah. don't I don't need that. That's how I feel now, though. Before I was I like I had this perception of of people are gonna love me if I become so and so. You know, mm. fuck that. Now yeah. it's like no man. I need to be in touch with myself. Yeah. I need to be. Yeah. And here's the thing. This is what I aspire to be. There, there's some guy named fucking Kyle somewhere. That not he could go into Walmart, any of these spaces, do anything. But that guy's worth thirty eight million dollars, yeah. and nobody knows it. That's Damn. I want. I want to be like Kyle. I don't want to be like Kanye. Yeah, yeah. there's somebody <laughs> that owns like all kind of real estate here in Bakersfield. Yeah. They have millions of dollars, and they can yeah. just they live just their life. Roll yeah. around, go mm-hmm. to stores, go to the movies. Yeah, Man, 
Yeah, I don't inspire. I think it's a curse in a way. You see yeah. what, what it what it did to Logic. Logic talks about it. Mm-hmm. You know uh, about like being rich and famous ain't what you think it is. And you know, from listening from it from the outside, <coughs> and you like, man, fuck you, Logic. You rich. Yeah, it just sounds like talk. It sounds uh, like talk, but it's like yeah. he, he talked about how people when they talk shit about his art, how it affected him. Mm-hmm. And he, when he was doing um, his live uh, live stream for release of his album, he'd start crying at the end. He said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm done, man, because you know I, I actually now I love myself." And he start crying. Damn. And I was I like, "Fuck! Like this shit is serious. This is not some." You know, rapper trying to say something interesting in a song. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's I- tough. I think I think you know, and even for me, I couldn't even imagine what it feels like to be Kanye West. Because even with the little, you know, notoriety or like compliments or whatever, like I realize that it's it's difficult for me to to accept compliments. Like it right. it affects my. I love your hair, Keith. Not, not, not that. <laughs> more, so, more so like my work, not like a physical thing. Right. But like, you Why? know, if, if you do, I, I have no idea what it is. It just makes me like uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is. And I, you know, obviously anything I do, whether it's a podcast or a show or whatever. I know why. Because you're who you are is not wrapped up in who you, what you look like or what, you know, what you have. Mm-hmm. Who you are is based on your art and what you do. So I feel the same way. Like if somebody is like, oh, I love your, oh, you're so handsome, whatever, whatever the fuck it is. I don't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not in high school. I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. So if you say, oh, I love you guys' podcast, I love that more than I would love a compliment about me because who I am is not wrapped up in what I look right. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, for example, if you go to Instagram, you see all these models or these fitness models, whoever, if they get a compliment on their looks, they're like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Because their whole fucking life is wrapped yeah. around how they look. Yeah. That ain't me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm the guy that cares about the yeah. podcast and the business I'm pushing forward. If somebody says, oh, man, I love this, this, and this about your business, that's, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I can use that as feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that that gives me more to work with than you just giving me a fucking compliment mm-hmm. on my, well, I don't have any hair, but I would say on my <laughs> hair. You know? What does that do for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's man. how I feel before um, when I was just like, I had my mindset uh, in Hollywood where I was like, okay, I need to, I need to accomplish uh, a certain amount of success to feel validated. You know, now it's like, whoa, fuck, fuck that. The, the the validation of it or the success of it has nothing to do with me personally. Like, those are two different things. And it took me a while to realize that. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, the the success doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, and what it is 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 it defines other people though, and it defines their perception of you. Yeah. So yep. let's say, for example, all of a sudden, you know, three four years ago, you know, because we all have people that that whether it's family, whoever, we may be working hard and we believe in ourselves, but they don't particularly have the same you know idea of us. They're just like, oh, Eddie does a podcast. That's cool. That's cute. Right. 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 They don't give a fuck. But you know, let's say two three months from now. We have a huge guest or a huge podcast that blows up everywhere. They're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Eddie. Congratulations. I always believed in you. And mm-hmm. they, they take they take certain things. It takes them certain things for them to believe in you. Mm-hmm. And if you feel the same way about yourself, then that's also going to be a problem. Like, I don't know. You talked about um, getting rid of that idea of I need to be doing this or being successful. Mm-hmm. That was better to do then be stuck on the idea that I need to be doing this for me to be successful. Cause that's the same metric people use to judge you on. Right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I think, I think, um, I think for me, I think I shifted the way that I thought about like, um, 
the reception of my work. Because before, like if I, when I was like 18 years old, I'd have a, a song or whatever that I'd release and I would be like, oh, this is, you know, this is going to take me, you know, to meet Jay-Z or whatever. And then you release it and it doesn't happen. Right. And then I think for me, like I shifted the, the, the way I thought about the work exactly. and then I was like, well, I'm just focused solely on the work. That's I'm it. Put the maximum it. amount of effort that I can to it and try to make it as good as possible but mm-hmm. also not like overthink, you know, whatever you're doing, but make it as good as possible in order to where I feel like comfortable releasing it. So almost anyone's opinion, it doesn't it doesn't really matter in a sense, which is kind of, you know, we're, we're living in a, in a space where it's, it's entertainment. So it should matter. But at the end of the day, like how I feel about the work is more important than anyone else's like opinion. about 100%. it. percent. Yeah. Yeah. And in regards to art, too. um, uh, there were some people that say, oh, that's not good. Or this is this. That's whack. This and that. Art is subjective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very like um, I remember uh, who was it just came out with a uh, Neil Long came out with that movie Fatal Affair. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. Right. And and with me, I was just like, I just didn't like it. I, I thought I didn't really think it was a great of a movie. But art is subjective because somebody watches like, oh, that Man, was that great. Was that really yeah. that I really felt that I've been in that situation mm-hmm. before, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. that's when I realized like how unimportant the Rotten Tomato is. Yeah, Because yeah, I'm sure yeah. we've all watched movies on Rotten Tomato. Yeah. I was like 30%. You're like, yo, this is amazing. Like, why is this so right. trashed on, you know, For Rotten real. Tomato? Yeah. But it's just opinions, man. Honestly, I don't think... Okay, before the Rotten Tomato, you ever heard of Siskel and Ebert? No. No. You never heard of Siskel and Ebert? No. Siskel and Ebert sat across from each other. There was this duo that basically watched films. It was before the... How long has Rotten Tomato even been around? I'm not sure. Ain't yeah, been that yeah, too long. Know. So yeah. before that, they had Siskel and Ebert, and Siskel and Ebert would have these films, and they would tell you how they felt about it. And they would say they would have they would say things about whether it be like a black film or whatever it was, and they would have these opinions, whether it was Boys in the Hood or whatever, about yeah, we didn't, I didn't, wasn't a fan of this, that, and the third. And then you would watch it, and the movie would be great. Yeah, but you got two old guys trying to tell you what they didn't like about a movie, and then it would be other movies where it's like Dances with Wolves or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. and they're like, "This was amazing! This is amazing! This is so great!" And what? he's like, "Yeah, What's-? I realized because I was, um, I was there's this thing called the Blacklist, and uh, it's like this platform. It's a huge forum for screenwriters and a lot of movies. Um, so basically, you submit your script and it gets evaluated by the readers that they hire." And, and they'll give you a, a score one through 10. And if you get like an eight or a nine, you're pretty much like your movie is probably going to get made. Wow. So like I submitted my film and I got like like a six the first time. And then I got I submitted it again and then I got a five. And then I was reading the notes on the thing. And you can tell the tone of the person or like what culture they come from based off of mm. like the, the way they were talking about it. And I mean, I've showed you my script and it's, it's very like Bakersfield and it's very like minority and black driven. So if you're, you know, if you're a white person that comes from the suburbs, you may not get it and may yeah. not and may not register you to register to you as like something that's equivalent to like gone with the wind or, you know, yeah. like whatever you know movie they deem is like or uh um what's the movie with the with the lion the tiger and and the uh lion and the tiger lion king no the yellow brick road (laughs) (laughs) what's that movie oh oh uh, wizard of oz the wizard of oz yeah you know those are like the movies that people deem is like the greatest movies of all time or whatever but like when it's very specific you know to a culture 
they tend to critique it like right. very different than something that's what quote unquote like more universal like those things. Right, right, right. Or like we uh, we watched that movie on Netflix um, with the it was like the gangster that went to jail with his or prison with his dad. What is that movie called? With the prison with his dad. Damn. What movie? <laughs> I can't think of no movies right now. But um, he was. It was in the Bay Area. You told me to watch it. It's on Netflix. He's from the Bay Area. He was like a rapper. Um, Fuck. I can't remember it, man. I can't think. I'm gonna look it up because. Yeah. But basically, that movie on Rotten Tomato didn't perform that well either. But when I watched it, I was like, "Yo, this is amazing! Like, it's a you know, it's a story about like you know, black people and you know, growing up in the Bay Area and so like all the, those things. It's like." It, it hurts you initially when you, someone reads your thing and they're like, "Oh, this is not that great. You could do this. You could do that." It's you know. Yeah, yeah. But in, when you when you when you really sit back and think about it, you're like, "Oh, this is just an opinion." Yeah. It doesn't really matter. So. Yeah, I just think it, as a human being, you, you're going to be affected by shit. Mm-hmm. Um, just, but at the same time, you kind of kind of dial it back. Just dial it back and say, "Look, man, it's a, it's just an opinion. Mm-hmm. I have these same opinions of other people's art sometimes." You know, but what I've learned is I have to start changing my language. I can't say, dang, that sucks. Yeah. Or, oh, that was trash. Like, give some context behind it. Give some it. context behind it. Just say, like, like, I wasn't a fan of it. All Day and the Night is the name of the movie. All Day and the mm. Night. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't let somebody's opinion become a fact on your on Yeah. Your yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, you don't have to do that. It was just, it was just a thought. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put too much into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. All right. Well. Yep. Looks like we're coming to the end of this one. Yeah. Uh, before uh, before we leave, uh, 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 can you give all your? Oh, I want what? I wanted to ask like how has the um, the COVID nineteen or the whole quarantine or whatever how has that affected like the the movie world or, and well, actors oh, and stuff? It's been shut down. There's mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, there's a few productions and they're still doing some castings. Um, mm-hmm. They they try to reopen recently and then then the governor shut it back down. But yeah. I'm waiting for it to open again because I know they're super behind. So, yeah. so there's going to be tons Maybe of work. work. There's going to be more work than actors. Mm-hmm. So commercials, I mean, movies, TV, everything. There's just super behind with everything. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see the direction that Hollywood's going to go mm. when, yeah. when this is all, when this all opens. Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good way of looking at it because you got a resume too. Yeah, yeah. You yeah so I'm just I, and I'm putting a lot of work now because I know when the opportunity comes. I'm ready. Also, so. I want to talk about like, um, cause you were, and, and I don't know how close it was related, but when, when you were going to that camp with Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah. Yeah. How do you know, like, as far as like the movie production or the time, as far as like when Honey Boy came out and like when you guys were doing that little, that little boot camp thing you guys were doing? Um, Honey Boy. I think he he had just fi- well he had just finished the tax collector. You guys heard of that one? Where he's he playing he's playing like a gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, had yeah. just finished that, and he was filming. I think Honey Boy, in between when that started, mm-hmm. when when um when Slauson it's called Slauson mm-hmm. when Slauson started, mm-hmm. um, but the just going to to that theater company it was a it, it felt like life transform transformation like a life transformation because. I had worked with other actors, but to be in close proximity with somebody like that, you you get a complete different perspective on acting life. But you know, I feel like you you become who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. And I was going there so much that 
I mean, it was just a crazy experience. Like the guy is so intense and like you, the intensity and the urgency to do something, it could be the simplest thing, yeah. but he does it with so much passion, so yeah. much intention. It's like, yo man, I want to live my life like that. Mm-hmm. Like with the intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One thing I realized is that like you, um, you start to see how technical this world is and how like how intelligent you have to be a hundred percent like you can't just you can't just show up and know your lines and expect to like give a performance like these guys when you talk to or listen to a guy like shia labeouf like you start to see like the way his brain works and like the intricacies of like the way he's developed like developing his characters and you know going into scenes and stuff like that so i was like man he just got regular joe blows that be talking to each other like yeah you could totally be an actor bro you should Mm -hmm. do it you could do it and i think it's okay to have confidence but you need to understand what that shit comes with yeah remembering those lines me and Keith had did uh we did like a what was it like a, a uh, short film. It was a little short film mm-hmm. and he gave me some lines. It wasn't even that many lines, but I had to adapt to remembering these simple lines that Keith had wrote out. But mm-hmm. it's not even remembering the lines, it's actually becoming yeah. the line. Because anybody can memorize some shit and say it, but there's no there's nothing behind it. It's True. empty. It's empty. It's mm-hmm. just you're just saying words. It's it's the intent True. behind the words that's like I feel that person. What he's saying, like mm-hmm. it's it's coming from a from a real place. Yeah, he's not faking it, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's where the real magic is at. Where you yeah. can you, you're not playing a character because Shia LaBeouf, every character that he does, he, he's not acting. Mm-hmm. He's not acting like that's that's legit. That's his fucking life. Like mm-hmm. especially especially in that movie. If you go see the tattoos, I haven't seen. When does it come? Oh, out? it hasn't dropped, but they um. The trailer. The just trailer. Came out. Yeah, 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 the trailer. Yeah, the trailer. Yeah, but the tattoos that he's got on there, yeah. like he got those. Yeah, For, you know what I'm saying. So he, he pulled out his tooth in that oh, uh, uh, movie with I yeah. forget the name of it. What? Yeah, with, that, he's putting the military. Um, oh my god! I can't think that. of no movie names this, this podcast. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, did he just get them stenciled on, or he got them? Got them? Oh no, he got them. Got them. Oh my god! He, he goes all he goes the way. Anything he does, he goes all the way. And I was like, Oh my Damn. fucking god, dude, that's mm-hmm. crazy! And the thing about it too is like he's. Um, he's supposed to be Mexican in that movie. Yeah, and he was getting some shit for it. Yeah, yeah. How you feel about that? Yeah. Well, because I seen him where he, the way he interacts with people, if he's in, wherever he goes, he's there. So if he's, he's hanging out with Mexicans, he's, he's one of us. Right. And I seen him interact with black people, he's one of them. He's not pretending. So, right. you know, we all know people that, that we the, grow, you know, there's white people in the neighborhood. And yeah. He might be he might be white. Right. But up here It's just he yeah. just knows how to relate. Yeah. yeah. He knows how to relate. So Yeah. And he from California too. Oh yeah, Shia? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's like his relatability, um, like as being black, we all grew up with each other. Whether it be black, Mexican, whatever. So if you kinda understand a lot of a person's culture, mm-hmm. like at least you're closer to it mm-hmm. and yeah. you get it. But if you from like New Jersey and you supposed to play a Mexican, that's gonna yeah. be a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was my thought, but obviously I'm not I'm not Mexican, right. so I can't I can't really say. But I was just right. like, he, you know, growing up here, there's a there's a white boy that you know we grew up around, you know, as black people that we're like, you know, he gets a pass for you know wearing you know the hip hop clothes or listening to hip hop music or whatever, and you know that's just him. That's just the way he grew up, and that's you know he grew up on like the west side of town or something like that. Um, so that was like my thought process with that. But I was also wondering, I was like, maybe the people that are really mad are not actually like Hispanic culture. It's probably 
you know, these this PC culture that's just trying yeah. to cancel everybody. Yeah. And Loki, the people that are complaining, Loki, they might be a little racist. Mm. You know, they'll be like, oh, no, he's not one of us. That's yeah. I mean, it really comes down to that. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like, man, you know, it doesn't matter, like, outside. Yeah. yeah. with the culture. There you go. So, I, I feel you. We got to watch this movie, though, when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, I, I think we'll it. be better. We'll be better uh, to determine how good he did, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever once the movie comes out. Yeah. Because they're ba- just basing it off the trailer. We don't yeah. really know mm-hmm. much about what's, you know, the movie. So. Yeah. And, you know, what's crazy, too, is is in regards to there's not only one type of Mexican person. It's just like brown. I know a bunch of I got homies that look like like a white dude, mm-hmm. but they are actually Mexican. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And Shia LaBeouf in this film, he kind of, I guess he kind of gets a little bit of a tan. Mm-hmm. So he, he looks like like a white guy that could be Mexican. Yeah. yeah. So you really don't know the look. Like you really can't say, oh, he just looks like a white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But we don't, we don't know the story. We don't know the story. Mm-hmm. We don't know yeah. what, it, you know, who knows? Yeah. Because was that movie back in the day where the dude looked like he was straight white, but it was a, uh, was it Blood white, and Blood Out? Oh, oh yeah. Mikolo? Yeah, Mikolo, yeah. Mikolo, if you look at him, he don't look like he could be, like, Mexican. Mm-hmm. He really he really is Mexican, isn't he? Is he? I don't even know. I think he might be half. He might be half? Yeah, he might be half. He might be half. That's a classic, though. That's a classic, For the, though. For the culture, that we like that movie. Yeah, Blood yeah. and Blood Out, American yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, what's another one? Mi Vida Loca. Mi Vida Loca, yeah. yeah. yeah it's crazy right. how those movies, because growing up, watching those movies... I'm gonna keep it real. I wanted to be a gangster, <laughs> but you know how like how stupid that is. Right, right, right. It's right. like damn. Like I want. I inspired to be that. Right, yeah, right. right. It just did such a great job in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you look at. I mean, for example, you got a Boys in the Hood poster behind you. Yeah. And you look at uh, Ice Cube's character. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube was like Doughboy. the with Doughboy. He was like the 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 cool, angry gangster. That'll gun you down. Yeah. And if some people seen him and thought he was cool. There's people that name themselves after him. Yeah, exactly. That's wild. Exactly. Comedians, rappers, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and shut it down here because uh, Caesar just gave me, <laughs> he just gave me a, 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 a sign saying he had to pee real bad. <laughs> bad. So we'll, we'll shut it down, man. Um, mm-hmm. We appreciate you listening. You, you want to give your socials for you? Yeah. Uh, my social media for Instagram. If you want to know more about because basically what I talk about on One Mind Universe, it's the whole thing about that is to get to know you. Just mm-hmm. If you're interested in that, go to my Instagram page on uh, One Mind Universe. And I drop some pretty dope shit there. But if you want to just see my crazy ass life <laughs> on the regular, just go to my Cesar Hernandez official. And stay true to yourself. Be real to yourself. Be kind to yourself. I mean, it's a journey. Don't try to figure it all out right now because that's not, I mean, what's the point? You know, mm-hmm. it's a journey. So we're we going through this. We're learning. We're growing. And um, life is beautiful. Don't, don't, don't stress too much. It's all going to work out in the end. And don't worry about a thing. All right, man. Well, there you go. we'll end it there. Thank you for listening to episode uh, 122. Damn. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long one here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's boy K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.